Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to whatever episode number 59. Um, yep. That's uh, a lot of episodes. That is a lot of episodes. We've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Especially with our schedule, that's like uh, seven years or so. Still no sponsors. No sponsors. <laughs> Any day, man, I can feel it. Any day. Um, the fucking Reebok money. I want yeah. the Reebok money. Seriously, Reebok? One of these days we're going to be super famous and then Reebok really will... If you bring back the pump, I will wear them on the show. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't usually wear shoes. But uh, that you know. you know, he'd actually kick them up. It, it looked just like Wayne's World, I'm sure. All right. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead. Uh, the Walking Dead comes back to the season seven premiere with uh, a pretty big answer to a cliffhanger from last season. We've got um, some Batfleck news. Marvel's got some stuff going on. Logan. Uh, I, I saw the Logan trailer. So happy about the Logan trailer. Let me just say. Logan trailer. So hot right now. Yeah. So good. We got to. Um, we've got some Star Wars news. Uh, we, we've got a young Lando. Um, we're going we're to talk about that. Uh, we, have, we have a Guardians teaser as well. Yeah. Guardians is uh, uh, getting there. I mean, we're, we're getting pretty close, I think, to our next set of Marvel movies, which is exciting. Or we're now firmly into the hype building. Uh, uh, we're less than a month away from Doctor Strange. Oh, right on. Uh, we got a whole bunch of video game news, actually. Uh, Nintendo decided to go ahead and release a console, or, or at least give us some news about a console, not release, I should say. What year is it? Yeah. Yeah, right? Right? Um, Red, Dead, Red Dead Redemption. Um, so if you guys have ever played the game, uh, you probably are super excited that it's getting a sequel. Uh, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Civilization VI a little bit, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did actually uh, see that that came out, and I want to play it, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. I wasted half a day today. Yeah. Yep, that sounds like Civ. <laughs> just one more turn. Uh, just one more turn. Yep. Yep. Uh, Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. We will be right back with all that stuff. All right, and we're back. Sweet. <laughs> um, all right, before we get into the show in earnest, um, I do want to um, bring up something we talked about last time, which was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay. Uh, we talked about Brian Cranston uh-huh. uh, in the uh, in the role of Zordon and whatnot, and we were both like, "Well, that's weird," but you know, this and this. Um, one of our listeners, uh, surprisingly, not my brother. Nice. In fact, we uh, we actually gave uh, David from Facebook a little bit of a shout out last time too, um, and he replied right away with um, talking about how early in Brian Cranston's career he actually uh, was doing uh, voices for some of the monsters in Power Rangers. Um, really? So this is him being cast as Zordon is really kind of more of an homage or a, an Easter egg kind of a thing um, than anything else. Um, so kudos uh, to David for pointing that out because I had completely forgotten about it. But uh, he did, in fact, uh, play the role of Twin Man. Nice. Um, and Snizzard. Amazing, uh, uh, you know, well done characters that I'm sure we'll remember for all time. You know, I actually do remember Snizzard um, just because I remember that episode because I'm a geek like that. But I got nothing. Um, anyway, props to David for uh, putting that out, and it's always fun to interact with our audience. So, you know, anybody else that has any tidbits or, you know, criticisms or anything like that, feel free. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's let's get Walk to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really what I wanted to get to. Meat, I just meat didn't want potatoes. to forget about it. Meat and potatoes is kind of a, a little on the nose, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. We should warn you right now, we are going to spoil something pretty big for the Walking Dead universe. Um, in fact, this is one of the penultimate moments in the comic books. Uh, and if you haven't already spoiled for it, had it spoiled for you and you don't want it to be, uh, uh, turn back now. Okay. 
if you're really offended by spoilers, chances are good you're not listening to our show anymore. But yeah, you know. probably not. Yeah. So The Walking Dead came back this week. Uh, season seven premiere was last night as we record this on a Monday evening. Yep. Uh, we we sat down with with the wives and we watched the show and we we got through it and here we are. Um, and you know, I guess I'll start up. I, I did not like this episode, and I didn't like it for the reason you're probably assuming, which is they killed characters that I liked or something like that. I didn't like it because they kind of it, they kind of killed a big moment in the series. I think. Yeah, I didn't necessarily care. See, okay, here's the thing. There were moments in the episode that were great. Oh, there were. I mean, as much as I don't like, this is a weird episode for me because I kind of hate it, but also thought it was really good. I'm I'm gonna start off my criticism was saying that Nicotero needs to stop directing because here's the thing is as an, as an audience, um, maybe you're not necessarily smart to how TV works and I'm not saying you're dumb, but maybe you just don't care enough that every episode has a different director and this, that, and the other thing. When you watch a series, you watch a series because the series is good. And yes, there's always some episodes that are better than others, but I shouldn't be able to automatically tell, Oh, Nicotero directed this episode. Yeah. And I can, you really can. This episode was kind of an odd episode from a visual standpoint. So, and this is actually one of my main criticisms of this. They chose to do like it, to me. This gotten like I was tweeting back and forth with somebody today, uh, and I kind of said something along the lines of like this episode turned very quickly, and they're turning this whole in- event into kind of like a who shot Mr. Burns style cliffhanger. Like where I almost thought like if I bought you know a certain the, the Coke with the name on it, like that's how I was going to vote for my who I wanted to die or something like that. Like it, it is that level of kind of their milking this for all it's worth and, and that really I think kills something for them that should have been um, uh, just a banner moment for the series so when and that's I think a lot of the similar complaints you have about Nicotero directing because there's a lot of just sort of um, like they did this in the book a little bit like there's some panels where you have Negan sort of pointing the bat at each character and I thought they did a fine job as far as an homage toward the end of the season six finale where you sort of see the POV of of the person getting the bat pointed at them. You know, they go through all of those characters and they show that. Oh yeah, yeah. I I and I was like, okay, I was fine with that. That's that's a nice little, you know, that's a nice little reference to the book. And then they decided to do that for like twenty minutes. The round robin bullshit that they showed. Like, here's the thing: they opened it up where they ended it. Like, they repeated a lot of the same stuff, and I was just like, yeah, I just saw this. Yeah, like I, you I just especially had just seen it. Yeah, because I just had watched that end of that previous episode anyway, because it was on right before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they, I don't know, man, just the whole thing, and they're not then, panning around, like they're not showing anything, like there's just Rick and he's drooling and the little flashes like the little flashes as he's talking about you know like as he's going through so this actually was a really cool scene i i did really enjoy this scene which is where uh him and him and negan take a field trip yeah Uh, him and negan you know go out for a boys night or whatever um that was fun i like that scene and i thought that was a good way to set you up with what kind of a guy negan really is but on the other hand the um I really, really hated how they handled those little flashes because they kept, you know, like, who's going to get the bat? Who's going to die? Like, so, I don't know. First off, the mid-season break really, really sort of killed it for me. And then that they decided to stretch it out until like 25 minutes into the that episode. That wasn't the mid-season. That was the season or, sorry, finale. Sorry, sorry. The season finale, um, deciding not to do that at the end of the finale. Like, they, they uh, really, this should have been where they decided to finish the, the last season with. Yeah, like, they kicked me in the balls at the end of season six. And then I I felt like they just grabbed him and twisted him for twenty minutes. Yeah, like the the um I I really expected we were gonna open like direct 
continuation from from the last scene in season six, which if that was the case was going to be just as annoying. But at least they would have gotten to the point a little quicker. You know, we might have not had to. Yeah, it might not have run five minutes over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. This is one of those uh, episodes of The Walking Dead for me that that um, gosh just pissed me off in the wrong ways. Uh, which is funny because this should have had me like wanting to throw shit at my TV because this this is okay. So let's get to the the real meat and potatoes here. Yeah. It's Abraham that gets the bat. Yeah, and my immediate thought was, meh. Yeah, he's already been dead in the comics for a long time. That yeah. was a prevailing theory. Yeah. So uh, he went out like a champ. Like, gotta say, that that was... Uh, More to suck my nuts. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a totally Abraham-esque... Like, I, I think we needed, like, a calendar with Abrahamisms. You know, like, um, th- there's so many good ones. But anyway, suck my nuts was a fitting end to his character. And the scene was brutal. Like, it accomplished the same sorts of things that the comic book did, uh, um, at least initially. Um, it, it was less brutal than the scene coming up, though. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah. that we're definitely going to have to address pretty quick. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. Uh, so Negan ain't having no shit, and he kind of straight up tells you that. He's, he says, you know, like, don't you pee- don't make a fucking peep, don't move. You know, you so much I as... I will shut that shit down. Yeah, I will shut that shit down. Well, Daryl decides to get up and punch Negan after he uh, uh, kills Abraham. And uh, so that leads to our second character death. This is funny, and I'm going to set us up for this. Yeah. Because I totally called this. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew he wasn't going to kill Daryl. Like, no question. Wasn't even worried for a second about it. And then when he turns around and he's addressing Rick and the rest of it, you see standing or kneeling behind him, like perfectly in focus. You see Glenn in the background. Yeah. And I'm like, they're doing it. Didn't say anything. Yeah. Didn't say anything. And then of course, because I didn't say anything, as soon as it happened, my wife was like, yep. And I was like. I totally called that. She's like, you would have said that anyway. I'm like, no, but I really did. (laughs) (laughs) I actually got this one this time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. This is a, I I saw again, a lot of feedback on Twitter. People did not like the scene. Like this show has not exactly been light on gore. Dude, dude, his eyeball. Dude. Okay. So again, brain damage straight out, speak straight out of, straight out of the comics for the most part. They, they, uh, milked the brain damage speech a little bit. So, when you get hit in the head with the fucking bat, it turns out it does some uh, pretty horrible shit to your brain. So, um, Glenn got hit and, uh, he, it did not go well. Like no. his eyeball started popping out just like in the comic book. It, I mean, that was almost like a shot for shot. Like they, they storyboarded that from yeah. the comic book sort of thing. Um, so that part I was kind of like, I, I actually was a little surprised that they went to the length that the comic book did. Um, because that is probably one of the, the goriest scenes in, in the book, in the show. <laughs> Definitely in the show so far, one of Walker the worst scenes. gore is one thing. Yeah. Because presumably they're undead creatures anyway. Yeah. But, like, you're talking people right now. Yeah. So, it was a straight-up brutal fucking scene. Um, and uh, Glenn, Glenn, you know, after he's taken the bat to the head two or three times, said something to Maggie. In the comic books, he just says, Maggie... Uh, before you know that that's his last word essentially in this in this one he said maggie i'll find you yeah um so i mean just jesus christ that that scene was hardcore like uh i can't imagine if they would have ended on that scene from the last season what the the um you know how much hype we would have going into season seven um yeah that's the thing is i don't think i don't think they gained viewers no by doing what they did in fact i i think 
they would have had just as strong a season opening if they had just revealed that at the end of the last season. Yeah. So uh, I just think it didn't do any good to do what they did. Reddit seemed to like the episode, uh, but Twitter, I thought was a lot more mixed. Like there was a lot more people on Twitter saying like, I, I just don't know if I want to watch the show anymore. Cause number one, that was a hard scene to watch. Like, I'm not joking when I say like, that is one of the worst things I think I've seen on TV. Dude, my wife loves this show and she had a hard time with that because I mean, she's, she's a nurse at a nursing home and she deals with people that are sometimes brain damaged and shit like that. So yeah. that's really hard for her to watch because it's, I mean, that shit's kind of real. Like, yeah. Uh, watching people struggle to do something that they've known how to do their entire life. And then all of a sudden can't do it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty brutal. So, so anyway, th- this, this uh, maneuver did accomplish another thing though, that which sets up more tension later in the season. Cause now Daryl is, you know, quote unquote, responsible essentially for for Glenn's death which in the comic book I don't think that was the case I think Negan was basically like where Abraham was you know like I'm gonna kill one of you fuckers like yeah. you gotta learn a lesson somehow and, and so he they, just kind of left it like that yeah so he just killed Glenn and then that was the end of it um it, but that's not the case here and then of course the ending of the episode two which which was just um equally brutal and man fucking Andrew Lincoln he he is like as much as I, I'm kind of shooting all over this episode. Andrew Lincoln is really like the standout guy. Oh, he and, acted his ass off. Yeah, he he did. He he was um, absolutely phenomenal in this episode. Uh, but we get to the end of the episode, and uh, Negan is basically saying like I'm you know looking around the crowd and he's saying you know like you you've got um you know you've all got the look that I want you to have except for you you know looking at Rick Rick essentially saying you know like Rick doesn't look like Rick's just pissed off like you can already and you can kind of see this like as this is happening Rick is uh both emotionally shaken up like he's he's obviously very sad but you can see in his face that his next thought is like how do I fucking kill this guy um and so Negan sees that and he says, you, you just don't have the look I want you to have yet. So he, he grabs Carl and lays him down on the ground, has one of his dudes give him a marker and they draw a line on his arm. And he, he it looks like Rick is going to have to cut his arm off, cut Carl's arm off. And that was where th- this one was the real big question mark for me, because as many of you already know, uh, Rick hasn't had a hand in the comics for a long time. And so he was saying like, no, just take my hand. Don't make me do this. You know, like not, not him take my hand. And I thought for a second they were, I thought they were really going to go through with that and they were going to take I, Rick's hand. And I never thought the they show. would. Uh, Kirkman a long time ago said that if he had a chance to do a do-over, he he wouldn't have done that to Rick in the first place. Yeah. Um, Carl, that was kind of like the whipping boy. Of the, See, of that's the, what I was wondering. Show. I was like, we're just going to have to call that kid fucking lucky at this point. My, like, my whole thing is, is like, if Rick goes through with it, if, if this actually happens, like, how do you come back from that? Because you just cut your own kid's arm off. Yeah. Even um, though your own kid told you to. Like, yeah, so that that was another, I think, solid point. Carl, just straight up baller. Like, just, just do like, it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it, Dad. Like, there's no way around this. Everybody else dies or I lose an arm. So, uh, Carl, Carl's showing some massive uh, cojones in that scene. I, lo- I loved it when he's like, we got a good doctor. Yeah. And you just give us a skin flap, fold over. We got a good doctor. It'll probably yeah. be okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, the other thing that was kind of funny, to, I laughed. There was a couple of po- points where I laughed in this where I know I shouldn't have. Well, one one I should have, which was the vampire bat scene. Uh, yeah. That that I laughed at. Like my wife was like, "You monster," and I was like, "No, that's funny." <laughs> and then uh, and then when he's like, uh, "You just cut it, cut it at a forty five degree angle, like a you know, like some hard salami or something like that. Yeah. Just give us a flap to fold." And I was like, "How the fuck do you cut your salami? Like, you you just cut it straight up and down. Like, yeah. what, what are you doing in there?" Um, I think a lot of people actually cut it at an angle. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Um, well, I mean, it depends. They're like, I like, I like uneven like pieces of salami. Genoa, Genoa salami is usually a straight slice, but yeah. like, if you're talking like hard salami, um, 
or a pepperoni, like specifically like that cut of okay. pressed meat. I like, can see that. Yeah. Anyway, there's my. <laughs> so anyway, um, they had all the right ingredients here. They just put them together in the wrong way. Like um, the the scenes with Negan. That's another uh, one, one we should give massive shout out to uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan fucking phenomenal as I, Negan like I, I really I actually told his. Casey while we were watching this I was like he's almost too good of an actor to be Negan like yeah. he's almost too classy to <laughs> it, it, uh, it it was one of those things that like um I thought added to it a little bit because number one uh Jeffrey Dean Morgan I thought was a little bit too big for a, a TV show like The Walking Dead and, and I guess that's stupid because I mean he was fucking the 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 um Supernatural boy's dad you know yeah that was kind of a recurring role though he wasn't like a permanent fixture yeah, yeah. um but anyway, when he was on screen, he was he was like just like Negan in that he was sort of larger than uh, anything. He any. definitely commands attention. Like. Yeah, and uh, he absolutely killed it as Negan too. Like, um, it'll be interesting if they go the direction like he's gone in the comics with Negan, or sort of amazing actually because uh, um, if if Jeffrey Dean Morgan sticks around that long anyway. But I kind of don't see that. Like, yeah, I don't... but the big reveal of Negan in a jail cell with a beard is already blown because he's got a beard already <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah the, the overall the episode to me was pretty meh uh just because there were so many things that they did with that were just bordering on schlocky I, like i'm gonna give it a pass following the 25 minute mark like i really liked the the episode for the like the last half of it mm-hmm. um and i especially really liked it after negan and his crew left and left the rest of them there to deal with the consequences and whatnot um that scene was was really good i thought um oh he's our family too yeah that was that was hard to watch maggie especially was was pretty stellar yep um the part where negan kept daryl yep uh that that part i thought was pretty cool because he's just like hey um you tow the line or i'll send you parts of him or better yet i'll bring him to you and make you cut parts off of him you Mm -hmm. know kind of a thing uh adds a new twist that we didn't have uh before um, mm-hmm. which means I think, and if this is spoilers for the comic books, and if you haven't read them, I apologize, but, um, there was a particular couple issues where Carl was actually with Negan at Negan's camp. Mm-hmm. And I think this probably replaces that in the TV show. I don't think the Carl going to Negan actually needs to happen at this point. I kind of still like, I kind of still would like that to happen just because that that's sort of a, a watershed moment, I think in Carl's development as a character. It um, could be, but Carl's development as a character on the TV show has kind of eclipsed it a little bit. Yeah, he, because he he grew up on screen, like they kind of yeah. had to push that a little bit. So I think they don't necessarily need to do it as much as they did. Yeah, he can't be like thirty five at the end of the thing. And he's just like, yeah. well, I guess that's how babies are made, you know? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, overall the episode is good, but um, there there was a lot of missed opportunity. I think in the whole execution of this event, um, and, and of course, uh, I, I wanted to be wrong after watching the end of the finale, and they kept saying through the whole summer, you know, like just stick around, just wait, you'll see why we did it. And then I got there, and I was like, nah, you fucked up. Like you yeah. fucked up. Just yeah, I was wrong. I, I mean, I think the rest of the season is probably going to be pretty pretty good. Uh, based on the what we've seen, obviously we get to meet Ezekiel and his tiger and all that good stuff. Um, that is the next one. The next one's called, uh, um, uh, fuck, what is it the called? The Kingdom. The Kingdom, yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I really, the last five, ten minutes of that show after Negan's crew left, probably five minutes, I guess, mm-hmm. um, felt more Walking Deadish to me because it was like the crew and they, they were allowed to speak again. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, almost an hour 
of nobody talking except for Negan and Rick. Yep. And Simon. Yep. And Dwight, I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, fuck, who the fuck is that Simon guy anyway? Like, why the fuck does he matter? I have no idea. <laughs> but um, that... It, he, I think he just matters because that's the um, actor that they modeled Trevor after on GTA 4. Maybe. No, no oh, GTA 5. And no joke, it is. Like is it? he, I'm pretty positive he voices Trevor on GTA 5. Huh. Uh, he's also in Westworld, too. So um, we're watching Westworld, and uh, God damn it, we didn't watch, watch it last that. night, but uh, um, we watched the the last one in the middle of the week last week. So it's just like, oh, he, he I guess he got you know his spurs and moved on over to Negan's territory in the last you know three days or whatever. So that's, that was kind of, that was kind of funny. Well, kids, do your homework. Find out about Simon. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm excited because I'm looking more forward to the next several episodes, which are going to be more of what I'm used to with you know the rest of the cast having dialogue and stuff like that. So, also, Nicotero is probably not going to direct the next episode, and I can breathe a heavy sigh of relief. There's a long way. For, I mean, that is the one thing I would give them. Like, and there's really no way they could have gone around this except for totally pussing out and not doing uh, um, the deaths. Because um, you know that's that's been a criticism of the show. Actually, a lot of the characters, or, or a few of the characters anyway, that are still alive have have been dead for a while. Like that, they killed Abraham was Abraham was almost a gimme at this point because he's been dead in the comic books for quite a while. Um, he would have probably died, I think, in the beginning of this se- last season. He died just after they got to Alexandria. Yeah. Um, so. So that that they, um, you know, finally did some this made some hard choices. I think is going to ha- do significant things for the possibilities that the show can go with. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I, I'm obviously still going to keep watching. Um, but yeah, this is a weak point for me. Chris Jericho um, last week on on his podcast was talking about the premiere coming up pretty soon, and he said, you know, if if you want to put Negan over as the biggest heel in the business, you have him kill Maggie and her unborn kid. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that'll yeah. that'll get the heel heat right away. <laughs> See, I think though that that that's one of the areas um, that they might have overdone it a little bit because even if they are cu- sort of cowed into towing the line, like if they killed Maggie, they'd have had to kill them all. Like, there's no way that everybody would have sat by while they killed Maggie. Like, the entire yeah. company would have flipped their shit, and, and they all would have died right there, mo- more than likely. But they probably would have took at least a couple of guys with them. So, um, but yeah, uh, he's Jericho's not wrong. Like, <laughs> that, that would that would have firmly established without a doubt that Negan. See, like, I I think what they did with um, you know, I actually kind of wish they would have stuck a little bit more to the comics too with this one because by having him kill two characters like that, it makes him seem a little bit more um crazy than he really is well in reality he's just brutal and calculating and you knew you knew as soon as you saw abraham die that that wasn't going to be the only one because we still had 30 that doesn't necessarily mean anything yeah and like okay we don't have a guy that's going to talk about shining you know the or grabbing a turd by the by the clean end or anything like that you know it's just not going to happen yeah um but it doesn't matter i mean that's why i knew that somebody else is going to eat it. And then as soon as they, like, as soon as it pans around and you, and you see Negan and you see Glenn right behind him, like I knew he was just going to turn around and that cameraman was just like, yeah, dude, yeah, there we go. It's good. Yeah. And so, somebody probably should have remind, reminded him like, we don't know yet. You, you just give it a second, you know, focus yeah. in a minute. Yeah. No, it, I mean, I think that was probably intentional, but I, I know I'm sure it was I just, uh, the, the one piece of the direction that I was actually like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right let's move on yeah let's, um, let's let's we'll talk about more tv stuff later um eddie just had to get that off his uh his chest a little yeah bit. I, I bitching is like my forte um wanted to get that right out on the top talk about comcast no. <laughs> yeah yeah let's go to not a comcast um because we've got a three-hour show coming uh no let's talk about dc 
Okay. I was I was going to mention that Bernie is anti-Comcast. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He should be. Most yeah. people should be. All right, so let's talk DC. Um, just the one this week. Yeah, just the one. There's not a lot going on in DC, or there's not a lot that we paid attention to going on in DC this week. Um, anyway, we're talking about uh, Batfleck. Uh, the Batman is going to begin shooting uh, this spring. Yep. Um, so they're going full steam ahead with that, which I'm excited about. Seems like Affleck's probably worked out any bugs that he had with the script, because like, it seems like just six months ago he was like, well, they can set a date, but I'm not done with my script yet. Like, yeah, so <laughs> we'll film it when there's a story to film, you know. Um but yeah, it seems like they're chomping right along, and uh, I don't know. We we remain excited about it. So small piece of news, but there it is. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Marvel Drax is back, and this time he brought hugs. <laughs> I did not watch this. So um, are you kidding me? No, I don't think I saw it. We're gonna have to pause this because you got to watch this. All right. So um, yeah, we got a teaser trailer this week for Guardians of the Galaxy number two. Um, no indication what the plot is. Obviously, just uh, some clips with our favorite characters and i'm including uh baby groot yeah baby groot um that that was actually kind of surprising i'm i'm i thought by uh we were gonna have like him regen completely off screen or something and then be back to full full strength groot but they're sticking with that for at least part of the part part, of the part of the movie yeah Yeah. um get a a touching moment between drax and star lord where drax is trying to um convince him that it's okay that Gamora doesn't want to be with him or whatever. I mean, I mean I'm assuming that's what's going on, um, yeah. but not very good at it. He's like, uh, basically, you're weak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if you like Guardians of the Galaxy, this, I think, is a, a fairly solid teaser the, intro into what Guardians 2 is going to be like, um, the hug which is scene, more of the good goods. Yeah. The hug scene cracks me up because it's essentially what I would see a hug between Dave Batista and, and anybody and else. Chris Pratt anyway. <laughs> like, just like... Uh, uh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is happening to me now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of impressed with Batista because when uh, in the first movie, I, I wasn't so sure. I mean, he has a couple of good lines, um, but I think that was kind of like, um, I don't know if it's his first foray into acting, but he's clearly not. Not his first. Yeah. But... He, he's not exactly like, it, he's not going to be acting probably opposite Meryl Streep anytime soon. Um, I, I don't think he took to it quite as readily as the rock although maybe that's not fair because maybe he hasn't had as many roles yet anyway. i think that's probably the case but so. anyway he he seems to be pretty i mean i'm really i really like his drax now so yeah uh, on rewatch I, I really enjoyed guardians too and already going into this one you can see he's grown as an actor a little bit and uh it, it's pretty funny yeah so, if nothing yeah. else there's that yeah we're excited about that yeah um let's talk deadpool real quick yeah because i i we gotta yeah <laughs> All right, so Deadpool. Um, there's a little bit of news going on in the Deadpool universe, and that is that uh, Tim Miller has dropped out as director uh, for Deadpool 2. Am I getting that name right? I think it's Miller, yeah. Tim yeah, Miller. Tim Miller. Um, uh, theoretically, yeah. it's because of conflict between him and Ryan Reynolds, which seems absurd. Creative differences is what they're saying. Yeah, Creative it, differences with Ryan Reynolds. Seems absurd because it, Deadpool only got made because those two were so simpatico. Yeah, I'm actually really intrigued about this because, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, first off, I, I think you lose Tim Miller. There's other directors and they can probably make it work. Uh, you lose Ryan Reynolds, though, and, and there is no Deadpool. Like, I think uh, Ryan Reynolds is probably one of the chief strengths. It's not one of those, like, you can recap, like, you know, Rhodey's a different guy in this movie. Um, you know, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> And what's also really interesting to me is like uh, Ryan Reynolds seems to really, really get Deadpool and also really love doing it. So I'm really curious as to what it is exactly that they what, they, what the differences were. Yeah. Um, 
and you know what Tim's vision for the the project was, and and what exactly that is. I don't know. Maybe it's fu- maybe he just fucked his wife, and that's like the story we're getting, or something like that. But um, the creative Wait, differences. Tim Miller fucked Blake Lively, or I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Because that's that's who Ryan Reynolds is married to. Wow. Like fuck that guy, right? How Jordan legitimately married Car- married Carol Ferris? Like that's what happened there. Yeah. Solid. Like, that doesn't even happen in the comic books. So, did Green Lantern not only ruin many lives, but it also ruined a marriage between him and ScarJo? I don't know. I think him and ScarJo might have been over already. By that point? Okay. I don't know. Maybe not. Because, I I mean, Green Lantern wrecked a lot of things. <laughs> but 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 then we we got... We got the... You can't even do anything clever with her name because her name is fucking Blake. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, so yeah, that, that's that. The, this is interesting to me. Um, I, I'm still pretty optimistic about Deadpool two because uh, even if Tim Miller's not there, and obviously he was, you know, somewhat or actually hugely, hugely integral to making uh, the first Deadpool movie, um, there's still a lot of pieces that definitely worked really well. Uh, um, on for Deadpool 2. Uh, I guess we'll watch out. You know, if you see a lot more of the, um, especially the big the big guys dropping out over the next few weeks, um, it may turn out that Ryan Reynolds just turned into a total diva or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'd am I'm like to hold out hope that that didn't happen because I really like that kid. I, I do. He's probably older than me. Uh, but <laughs> Probably. Um, he seems like a pretty square dude, though. So, I mean, I don't, I don't like to think bad of people unless there's a reason to. And maybe it really was just, Maybe it legitimately is creative differences. Like Ryan Reynolds, like you said, seems to understand the character of Deadpool really well, uh, for that matter. Um, and maybe Miller got a little bit of that successful director taste and was like, "No, we got to make it bigger. We got to do this." And yeah, there. this is a real toss-up. So, I, don't, I know nothing about Tim Miller. Obviously, we've seen Ryan Reynolds in a lot of different screen and interviews and all that kind of stuff. He seems like a solid cat too. So it's he, you know, yeah, it's um, weird. I, I could see that going either way. Like either one of them got a little too big for their britches and just forgot. You know, like it. It, it generally takes a team to do these things well. So Reynolds has had success though. That's true, and he's had some real shit movies. So I'd like to think that. He was like, "No, we're not doing that again." Yeah. Like when when they're like, "You know, okay, so here instead this time we're gonna do the whole suit CG." And Ryan was, "Fuck you, get out." Yeah, <laughs> we're not doing that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, all right. Next up, we've got a pretty big piece of news, at least for these two guys, dude. Um, this is this is probably my favorite news of the week, honestly. Yeah. Um, just because it's such a fucking good trailer. Hugh Jackman's uh, final performance. Uh, I think we talked about this on the last show. As Wolverine, um, is going to be in a movie called Logan. Hmm. And uh, we we really, I think, probably nailed this one from the start because there's a lot of things in this trailer that make me think that we're going with an old man Logan sort of storyline. And we're getting some X-23 action in there. Yeah, for sure we're getting X-23 because we've seen her. This is definitely old man Logan-esque. It is not. It's not straight up old man Logan because no. Wolverine, you know. Is to still do Wolverine. that, you have to actually explain Secret Wars and Doctor Doom controlling the world and everything else. Lots multi- of multiverses, yeah. things like they're, that. They're but. definitely just in the way that Batfleck took some inspiration from Frank Miller, but didn't do the exact story. Um, I think they're doing that a little bit here we're, with Logan and some. We're in a post-apocalyptic traits. future type thing, um, where and I guess Professor X is maybe alive, sort of, because he's getting carried around a little bit by Logan. Mm. Um, dude, just just the um, the music. The Johnny mm-hmm. Cash version of Hurt playing over top of it and him being older and not liking what he did 
See, we're going to talk about music use in a trailer again uh, as if we as we get through this. Um, and this is what you how you do it right. Um, <laughs> th- this is how you do it right. Um, so did, did yeah. somebody do it wrong? Oh yeah. When we get to the um, you know spoilers for those that one uh, to be on the edge of their seat about what I'm going to bitch about in five minutes. Uh, Assassin's Creed trailer came okay, out. Okay. Okay. And we talked about this on the last. We didn't Assassin's like the music Creed on the first trailer. No, it did not get any better. <laughs> um, so anyway, the. Um, the Logan trailer is so good for a lot of reasons, but I'm already in love with this idea of having this be his swan song, so to speak. Um, yeah. And I, like at this point, it's theirs to fuck up. Like they, they've got a lot of things that are looking pretty solid about this movie, and I'm really excited for the potential of what it could be. Like I really want this to be not quite a genre defining movie, but I really want this to be like when we look back in five years and we say, you know, like what were the best movies of of you know the 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 aught sixteens or whatever the aught fifteen you know fifteen through twenty we're we're gonna say you know Civil War and we're gonna say yeah uh, um you know hopefully Infinity War or whatever and then hopefully we're also gonna say uh, Logan. So so here's my take on it. We're obviously in a post apocalyptic kind of future. Yeah, something odd's going on. What's happening? X twenty three is pretty young. In it, she's a little girl. Yep. Still, uh, in the comic book continuity, currently X twenty three is is grown up, like mm-hmm. a young adult. She's not like old or anything like that, but she's a young adult. Twenties, probably. Yeah, yeah, nineteen, twenty years old, probably. I would say is is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna bring X twenty three in. Because presumably you need a Wolverine to do future X-Men movies. You have to get her back to the current continuity somehow. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Uh, well, first off, that was the part that I had the least amount of trouble with because you said, you know, like post-apocalyptic or some shit's gone down, clearly. And I think you're not wrong about that. But we've already seen that they're not, or they're perfectly willing to fuck around with the timeline a little bit. And, and for them to have gotten this far, you know, we're back to Patrick Stewart as Xavier in this movie. This is my point. What better way to do both getting her into the current timeline and introducing a new character. Mm-hmm. Boom, you have Cable. Time slipper right back. Some, I, there's definitely going to be some more time shenanigans going on in like, this movie. I, I'm calling it now, like, and I'm probably going to be wrong, but if you bring Cable in like that, you've got me. Because Cable... like. That is what that character is good for. Like he raises kids in the future and then brings them back and whatnot. Like, <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, I think they're probably definitely doing some time shenanigans in this one. And Cable, I think, is probably one of the 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 ones that they haven't tapped yet that they really should. Um, that that's and we've already got some you know pretty huge uh, uh, indications that they're going to be doing Cable and Deadpool too. So the only that's, reason I could see them not is because they don't want to share universes. Uh, they're already in the but same they universe. already do so yeah. um that would be a fantastic way i think to bring those things together a little bit and uh tie those you know two of their more successful things that comes out of fox uh deadpool and um uh, uh hugh jackman is wolverine It'd be a nice way to button those two together a little bit so yeah plus we haven't gotten any deadpool wolverine action and that's the big tragedy of this movie cycle yeah yeah. It'd be really nice to see those two together at least once. Yeah, I really want that to happen, but I, unless it's unless there's a cameo in this movie, it's it's pretty much not gonna. Yeah, I don't I don't think we're gonna get that. But anyway, I'm super excited about the movie. Um, the trailer made it doubly so. Like, I just like I was gonna go see it already, but then I saw no the question. trailer and I was like, Oh no. man! Yeah, I saw the trailer and it's like, well, I guess I can start counting the days. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. 
super which good is trailer. crazy because this movie doesn't come out until 2017 sometime and like between then and now like we have doctor strange coming out next month rogue one we've got rogue one in december you know like there's two huge properties coming out and we're like yep gotta see that johnny cash movie yeah even though it's not johnny cash <laughs> but no i get what you're saying um but yeah just a phenomenal piece uh, a choice of music there and it, it actually i think does a really good first off johnny That's, cash's cover of hurt is one of the best songs it's one of my favorite versions of, of that song of anything, of anything ever. yeah yeah um but uh using it as a um with wolverine is another fantastic, you know, sort of uh, um, apropos. I think is is the word I would use. Yeah, they just they nailed that song choice. Uh, so way to go, guys. Yeah, way to go. Um, All we'll right, be Bob. back with I more. Need a beer. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's head to a galaxy far, far away, and let's talk a little Star Wars stuff, huh? Yeah. Let's. Um, you want to do the? You, you should do the first one because I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> well, actually, I recognize the name, but I. Uh, um, the the I didn't check the link so, out yet because I'm a good show host. Uh, Unkar Plutt is the name of the character as portrayed by Simon Pegg, who ran the the scrapyard. Okay, gotcha. On that was Jakku. Simon Pegg. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. That's awesome. Um. So there is a apparently um deleted deleted scenes on the 3D version of the Force Awakens coming out this December that we have not seen yet. Um. And Unkar Plutt actually had a pretty big scene at Maz's Cantina later on that was cut from the movie entirely wherein apparently Chewbacca pulls his limbs off. <laughs> I, oh, I need that. That's like, like, they sold me a copy of that movie. Like, I know. I was just going to say those <laughs> sons of bitches. Like they yeah. know, they know what they're doing. They yeah. know what they're doing. Now I had to buy the 3d version for the one fucking scene. That's bullshit. Yeah. But I'm, I at least have a 3d TV. Yeah. I, do, I don't, <laughs> I, I guess I could just come over here and watch it. Like I'm not the type of person who's going to rewatch it a million times, but damn them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Like that—that's—that's yeah, that's right? a long time coming. Like they always set Chewie up, and you never know if it's Hans Bravado or what. Uh, um, you know, when he says, you know, a, a Wookiee won't pull, or you know, uh, a droid won't pull, pull your arms yeah. off for losing. Yeah, yeah. You never know if that's Han just you know being Han, but uh, well, that should settle that argument. Um, awesome. Uh, another piece of Star Wars news. Um, we've already talked about this. I think we've uh, had some rumors for a while now that uh, we were getting a young Lando Calrissian and one of the presumably the Han Solo uh, prequel, you know, whatever you want to call it that they're going to do. Yeah, um, I, I would just call it a, a filler movie. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're doing a backstory on Han Solo, um, which is sort of an obvious choice, but everybody wants an Obi-Wan movie, so what the fuck are you doing? Um, uh, And anyway, we've been talking about it, getting a a young Lando Calrissian, and uh, that is going to be played by... Fuck, what is his name? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. The guy we wanted to... Yeah, Donald Glover. The guy we wanted to play Spider-Man. So this is going to be funny because uh, (laughs) the... um, Don Glover uh, being a, a Star Wars fan uh, um, himself and uh, playing, uh, what is it, um, Troy on Community? Uh, not. I, I haven't watched I yeah. haven't watched Community, but uh, it, it's just really funny to me to think of Donald Glover in that respect because Donald Glover in Community was definitely not a Lando-type character. So Here's the thing, man. Like, it's comedies and shit like that are what I used to, like, live on growing up. Yeah. Um, but there's so much, like, comic book, properties or so many comic properties and 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 so much sci-fi stuff on tv that's actually interesting now that like i i can't watch comedies because i don't have enough time yeah not only that but um 
I don't know. Um, I still do like some comedy, but these days, like, I, I'm not willing to watch mediocre. Oh, I love it. Like, but it has to be good. Like, I'll sit there and watch, like, Arrested Development, like, yeah. for days because it's so fucking great. Yeah. Um, and the community, I've seen a couple episodes of it. Same. Like, it's really fucking good. I just, again, have a hard time finding time to actually sit down and watch. Oh, these days. I mean, we're going to talk about this towards the end of the episode, but my, my fucking weeknights are solidly booked with uh, comic book shows and, and, you know. Dude, and you're not even a baseball fan. No. Like, I got to contend with trying to keep up on my weekly shows and watching the World Series this week. Actually, with all of our wrestling talk, I've been thinking about getting back into watching, you know, Raw or SmackDown on, on the regular. Um, I just don't know how I'm going to do that. Like, is Raw still at least a two-hour show? It's three. It's a three-hour show. It's a three-hour show, Um, but if you, you have Hulu, right? I can. I, I mean, that that was one consideration. <laughs> like, I, I don't have uh, currently a mechanism to watch it, but so Hulu does the. They have the. They rerun it the day after. Uh-huh. You can watch it on there, and it's a condensed two-hour version of Raw. If you do that, and like I did it for a while when I when I was between satellite and, and cable stuff. and whatnot, yeah. and um, you don't miss anything vital. Yeah, when the stuff they cut is mostly trivial stuff and whatnot. Um, you might miss some guys like I don't know, like Enzo and Cass's promos make it all the time when they when they cut those those funny promos and whatnot. You might miss that, but um, things that are vital to the storyline and whatnot, like you catch yeah. all of. Um, so and and really, it's two hours that you're getting, mm-hmm. um, and a three hour raw with commercials is still only a two hour and twenty minute raw. So really, they're probably only cutting twenty minutes of content out. Yeah, which isn't ridiculous. So, um, but yeah, but the short of it is like, um, my dance card's kind of full right now. Yeah. Um, maybe and maybe I'll get back into it. Like, I think uh, summer wise, that might be a solid plan for summer. Um, and then we'll see if I stick around or if I want to shuffle that in there. But <laughs> right now, um, there's just so much. There's so much on TV that I like, which uh, is kind of a hard problem because like I still have to go be an adult. Um, yeah. Uh, right now, I'm just losing sleep. I don't know about you, but Bailey Bailey's trying like hell to get his the second half of his shift covered for sunday so he can he can be with us to watch hell in a cell nice so yeah you should do it man just call in sick nobody will know uh <laughs> probably not just kidding don't yeah. do that you probably need your job more than you need to do our shitty podcast yeah you yeah. know whatever um okay so yeah we got a lando um we got lando oh yeah you, here's all right mr glover you got to practice two things one you gotta you gotta trim that little mustache uh-huh. into that neat little pencil thin thing on top of your lip and this, you got to practice this. How you doing, Chewbacca? Yep, just That's over it. and over just, into a mirror. Yep. Like if he gets that right, I'll buy anything else he sells. If if it helps, I mean, see if you can find a malt liquor company <laughs> and endorse and, it. Later. And, and yeah. Endorse it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Worked, it worked for uh, Billy D. Yeah. Uh, and then you can eventually make a guest appearance. In fact, on didn't Scrubs. he recently do another Colt Forty Five commercial? Like, did I have no a idea. nostalgia piece? I think he did. Probably. It's the type of thing I think Billy D would do. Um, like Billy D, uh, you know, I was making a Scrubs reference a second ago because Billy D was on Scrubs and that was that was hilarious, actually. But um, that was a nice little uh, uh, homage, if you will. Was it as good as the episode that Colin Hay was in? I think so. From Minute Work? E- where he just yeah. kept following Zach Braff around singing the uh, Overkill song? Oh, yeah, yeah. First I off, can't get to sleep. That was a really good episode. That, episode. that was a really good episode. No, this is much more in the cameo territory of like he was there for a minute and gone. Sort of Not thing. he didn't follow him around the entire <laughs> episode. <laughs> that, oh well, I mean, probably a little bit longer than that. I mean, he was probably actually in the studio shooting scene for a good total of fifteen minutes or something like that. Right, but, right. Yeah, um, he only popped up for you know a good I don't know maybe a minute or two of screen time I think in the app, but yeah. whatever. 
Uh, all right, so next up in our miscellaneous category, uh, Assassin's Creed um, has got a movie starring Michael Fassbender as our hero, and I'm not sure that we know his name yet because I don't think they're quite going exactly the way that they did with the game. Um, uh, of course, I could be misremembering because the only thing that I can remember about this trailer is just how god-awful the music selection was. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I it's fine. Like, Assassin's Creed is one of those games that I never really... I, if I had a console with the game when it was in its prime, I probably would have played the shit out of it. I just kind of missed that boat. Um, and I tried the PC version and it's not, this is the one thing I'll give consoles the benefit of the doubt of is like, I don't like to configure a controller <laughs> for anything. Yeah. Um, I like that when you plug a game to, into a console, like it's already formatted for the controller that comes with the console. And like that, that is what it is. See, this um, is funny. Maybe, um, presumably you were trying to use a PS4 controller. Or a PS3 controller? Probably my PS2 controller. <laughs> so I actually have... Um, I, I uh, After my 360 died, uh, I decided not to replace it because I was mostly playing games on the PC at that point anyway. So I just bought one of those little dongle things and plugged it into my PC. And it mapped just fine to Assassin's Creed. I, I think I had a hiccup once or twice. And that was playing um, two Revelations and Microsoft uh, whatever the other one. Microsoft is pretty good about that these days. With yeah, the but I was, surprised, I was surprised to see, like, it just straight up when I had the... Con- when, as long as I had the controller plugged in and turned on when I started the game, it was just like playing it on the Xbox. Like, um, no problem. Just map the keys. N- never a hiccup. And, and if I changed my mind, like, I just... Sw- like, you'd get tooltips with the native, you know, Xbox, you know, like, press the red B button to do blah, blah, blah. Right. Um... Uh, and, you know, if I'd changed my mind and decided to play with keyboard, which I really didn't like playing Assassin's Creed and games like it with keyboard. So um, I only really had to do that with one game, and that's the Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, because there was like, um, there's some, some things that you have to do where you have to like revolve the, the joystick around. Yeah. And it, it like wouldn't work like the nine times out of ten it would but then there was that tenth time that like you just couldn't do it yeah and so then i had to go into the controls switch it back to keyboard and then push the k button over and over until it did it <laughs> and then go back in and switch it back because yeah. I, ultimately i like playing with the controller better yeah um i but, mean i can't play anything that's a shooter like i actually played batman uh when i was playing arkham the arkham games on my computer i actually i think um did that mostly with keyboard and mouse because especially with the quick fire keys the quick fire keys uh double tap the one through nine w- right. were a lot easier to maneuver for me um and then there is some elements that require a little bit of precision and so i i much prefer doing that with a mouse versus the um uh controller yeah i i want to say that i i had beaten um arkham asylum on the PC before I ever even bought it for the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and then I think Arkham City, I'd gotten about halfway through before I bought it for the PlayStation. So, yeah. Um, it's kind of funny, though. Um, that's one of the things that I, I really do like about playing PC games is at least input options. Like, my input options are a lot more wide open, and so it's a lot more fitting to, like, play shooters, especially with keyboard yeah. and mouse. Um, but, you know, if I want to kick back and play a controller game, it's no problem. So, I've been playing WWE 2K16. Yeah. And uh, it's not as user-friendly for keyboard and mouse controls. I was like, just going to say, possible, I, I would think that's probably a, a, a heavy controller game. Definitely. I, I don't, I've never used it. You know, we're not even into the, the gaming section. We have a, we have a I've gaming section. I've been playing a lot of video games lately. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> um, so anyway, the Assassin's Creed trailer so far, um, it looks like a faithful ad- adaptation to the games. Um, hopefully, actually, it turns out a little bit better because there, some of the games are sort of, um, I don't know, not good. Um, the, I, I kind of lost interest with uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Um, and I haven't really returned to the franchise yet. I've heard that's the one my wife really wants to play because she can kill redcoats. All right. So anyway, with Assassin's Creed, like uh, one of the things that I think they kind of forgot with the Assassin's Creed Three, and I don't know if this is ever like they returned to form or whatever, but um, 
a big part of Assassin's Creed was sort of the parkour elements and you get to climb these gigantic buildings and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, they decided to set Assassin's Creed 3 in mostly flatland in the biggest buildings you see since we're in the, you know, colonial United States uh, um, or, you know, pre-colonial or pre-United States, uh, you know, two or three stories tall. Um, we never get that, you know, sort of big, you know, like jumping across rooftops sort of feeling that you got from the uh, original game. So I did not like that as much. In fact, there's a lot more running around in, in the wilderness and stuff like that. That, which seems like there's a lot more effort you would have to go through to not be discovered yeah, for certain I missions, mean, which, I mean, granted, I mean, just, a little bit of difficulty in a game doesn't turn me away from it, but, like, if you're an assassin and you can run above, like, 20 stories above people in the Vatican and shit, then... Yeah. Just imagine if you were playing a Spider-Man game in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that's how it was for me. So, anyway, I don't know if they ever returned to form or it, it gotten better after that, because I kind of fell out with the franchise. Well, I think the next point. one was on pirate ships, so probably not. No, I'm going to guess. See, like, we did some pirate missions in Assassin's Creed 3, and that was kind of like my least favorite part of the game. I've heard that uh, that, that game, Black, Black Flag, Sails, Black Flag or something like that, was, yeah. was supposed to be pretty good, but um, I haven't played it. And then their newest, I think, is Syndicate, and now they're finally taking a year off because I think basically they decided that they've milked that franchise. They were done killing the franchise. For, for the moment, and they're going to give it a little bit of a break. So good for them, hopefully. Um, all right, so one last piece, piece of news, and then we're going to talk some actual video games. Um, so I put this in the show notes because we kind of ranted a little bit about Comcast and their sort of <laughs> bullshit. Um, which it comes, uh, it comes as no surprise that AT and T has uh, declared their bid to buy everything in the world ever this yeah, week. Um, because you know AT and T hasn't previously abused its monopolistic powers or anything like that, and wasn't already broken up. Uh, what scares me about this actually is the possibility that they will uh, be approved to buy this thing, and they will not get broken up. Like I, I don't know if our, our government has the teeth to do the kind of shit we used to do in the antitrust trust breaking days. You know, sort of things that we did. You know, so, I think we almost have to have the teeth to do it these days, though, because it's such a like it. It's out there now. You know what I mean? Like well. Okay, so um, the the thing is, AT and T is going to buy HBO, CNN, and the rest of Time Warner for more than eighty billion dollars. Uh, this article we we're going to post in the show notes was reported by The Verge. I'm sure there's a million places you can go find out this news. Um, and I desperately, hopefully, want this thing killed because we've already sort of seen this with Comcast. Comcast, as in a telecommunications provider, um, previously serving uh, cable TV and internet to your to your home, and then of course branching into the. Uh, 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 phone business a little bit, which was already a bit of a reach. Like we're already I'm seeing, sure they also own NBC Universal. They, and that was where I was going to go with this. They bought <laughs> NBC Universal. In fact, if you were a Thirty Rock fan, you could see this play out in the Thirty Rock universe because Cable Town came in and bought NBC in that uh, uh, universe, and it was really funny. So anyway, uh, Comcast bought NBC Universal, giving them a further conflict of interest because now they're trying even more to prop up this cable business, which is how we get to bullshit law or bullshit rules like the. Uh, caps that were talked about on the previous show um so AT&T is going to do the same thing and AT&T is in much the same boat they also have um a telecommunications business that's primarily why we know AT&T um they've got some other smaller shit too but you know buying HBO CNN and Time Warner puts them very firmly into the content uh slash uh, creator provider business as well giving them another conflict of interest um in much the same way that Comcast has which you know so far hasn't been working out for the consumer so if this goes through it looks to me like two of the biggest providers of telecommunications in the United States um have direct conflict of interests uh in in hampering um growth growth and speeds and things like that of the internet which the, just sucks for everybody the thing about this is though and and i saw this when i worked for t-mobile because we were in the process of getting purchased by at&t when i was when i left yeah before that failed i think um yeah 
And that's the thing is everybody was talking like it was a done deal. Customers were calling and canceling because they're like, I'll never go back to AT&T. I'm canceling now before it's AT&T. This blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I'm like, well, it's nothing set in stone. Like, we don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it turns out there was nothing to it because it's not just the FCC. Or um, there's, there's a couple governing bodies in here. The FCC is one of them. The SEC is another one. Um, they've got to be able to get past both those organizations in order to, to for this deal to go through. I'm... I'm sticking with my guns on this one and saying this one's probably going to get shot down. You know, I, I really want it to, but that we have clear precedent in recent memory. Like, the the Comcast NPC Universal thing wasn't even 10 years ago. No, it wasn't, but it was also not nearly as big as this. This is huge. This is like one cable company buying the second biggest cable company in the world. Although I think it's probably the second second biggest cable company buying the third biggest but we we i mean we've seen that with comcast too so like i'm afraid i'm afraid that this is going to go through first it, off it's I, exactly the same deal though as at&t buying t-mobile not exactly um because in that case at least we're dealing with two direct like those are the same thing they're both uh uh, uh so time warner and i don't think time warner communications the cable company and all that shit goes with this i'm not positive though um but uh in the case of at&t and t-mobile that was going to be a huge encroachment on their mobile business and we already only have four mobile providers uh um in the united states nationally those were the only two gsm those are the only two gsm providers so that would give them basically a lock on gsm in in the united states and reduce us from four mobile carriers to just three especially given that t-mobile um and now you know sprint um are basically the only two that are even trying to compete um like they're trying new things they're trying to you know the things that are coming out of T-Mobile and Sprint generally speaking like i recommend those character carriers to people who don't want to spend a whole ton of money because they're the ones that are actually doing things that are probably better for the consumer okay what people say about network. Sprint i'm never going to go with a company that decided Ymax was the better idea than LTE <laughs> like <laughs> yeah not not their finest maneuver and that's probably one of the reasons that they're sort of the, they're a distant fourth i think um uh T-Mobile i think is still actually fourth still fourth yeah they were third then they dropped, and I think they're still fourth. But honestly, I think there's probably a lot of ground being gained by T-Mobile, specifically because of, like you said, they're 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 innovating. Like they're one of the only companies yeah. in the industry that's actually trying to do anything differently. And when we um, say innovating, I, I, like if you're listening to this across the pond, you're probably like, that's not innovate. Like we've had that for like ten years or something like that. But, right. Um, and we get that. As stupid Americans, States, we understand. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, poor Canada is sitting up there like, ah. Because Canada's got an even worse situation than we do when it comes to telco stuff. But I hate the fact that with Verizon, we've gone to using SIM cards. Don't get me wrong, that part's a good thing. But yeah. I hate that we're in this world where um, I still can't go to a cell phone store and buy my cell phone and put whatever SIM card from whatever provider I want in it, which is what they've got going in Europe. Like, in Europe, that's how you buy a cell phone. Like, you buy the phone first, and then they ask you who you want service through or if you already have service through and then they just yep. pop your card into the phone and go yeah switching carrier switching carriers is a breeze too and and yeah. because of that the the prices are phenomenally cheaper than what we pay for uh cell service in the united states um anyway uh this seems like a horrible bad maneuver and i i, I am somewhat optimistic on this one because you're right at&t did get their shit shut down with the fcc and i'm hoping that just the the storied history that at&t has like uh before and this is not an analogy that i came up with but they're very much like the t1000 like that company got broken into a million pieces and then slowly absorbed them all back into themselves and this the, is another big maneuver in that the direction. thing about it though is because of that like every time any vice president from at&t buys a loaf of bread red flags go off off, though 
Yeah. Like it's, so, which honestly is for the best because AT&T having their, like they were a clear reason. And like, if you were teaching a class today on why we have antitrust provisions and stuff like that in the law, you would cite AT&T probably over and over and over again. Cause they'd be like, well, why is that bad? Why is that bad? And you'd be like, well, here's AT&T where you used to have to rent your phone, even though it was a pretty simple fucking technology at that point, And they charged you obscene amounts of money. What does this sound like? This sounds a lot like Comcast and cable boxes. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, the cable box thing really gets me because you can't watch TV without a box anymore. So why isn't it just included with the monthly price? Because we're dipshits. We should have let cable card take off. And then you just go buy one. Easy. You can go wherever you want, pick one up. But uh, that was another example of Comcast being total dicks and neutering cable card uh, um, and, try- and doing various shady things to uh, get that shit shut down too. So Same thing with their fucking modems. Like You mm-hmm. don't have to get their modem, but they're really shitty about it if you have a non comcast branded modem and you want firmware updates or anything like that yeah that was the um i had comcast business we talked about this for a little bit and uh when they came and they switched my shit out they gave me their business line of modem and i was like i don't want that and they're like well it's business class you have to have that and so finally uh i think a week later i called and i spoke to somebody else and they're like uh well we don't really usually do this but yeah we can just switch it over so they switched me right back to my own purchase modem um and then you know fine so there's clearly no technical limitation it's once again just like their level of dickatry um you heard they got in some trouble last week right yeah yeah. For for like acknowledging that they did in fact charge people for stuff that they never ordered. Yeah, like that's another entirely uh, you know that's happened to me that, too. That's a different Comcast. rant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's not spend the whole rest of the show on Comcast's dick tree because we don't have that kind of time. Um, or or AT and T for that matter. <laughs> yeah, Ma Bell. Um, for you guys that have been around a little bit of time, let's talk something less depressing. Let's talk video games. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you have one more thing in here that should be in miscellaneous that is, in fact, not a video game. Let's talk about that real quick. Oh, I see that. Yes. Um, so DiCaprio um, has announced his intention to uh, launch a new movie uh, wherein he will stop pollution. He will bring pollution down to zero. Yeah. he He's going to be our hero. He. Yep. Anybody that was born before 1989 knows that we're talking about Captain fucking Planet. Yep. When wire fire, when when water, air fire heart, bitches. I just hope the Russian chick is hot. Uh, she's got to be. That's all I'm saying. Like <laughs> that was such a '90s show, like, like the most '90s show. They can were like, we get Mila Kunis? Is that role? That yeah. I, I mean that that would be pretty that would be pretty stellar. But yeah, that, that was such a '90s show. Um, yeah, because you know we, recycling was really coming to be this big deal so you had all these things talking about uh or captain planet you know pushing that whole angle and then your your cast is like a d- diversity you know pamphlet you know yeah. um so that that was fun too um but yeah captain planet i used to love that show when i was a kid i watched the shit out of that after school um i always liked that the north african kid or in indian kid or african maybe i think he was african like I his power was hard right. i think so yeah and like they're like, what the fuck's your role in all this? Yeah, that was really funny because everybody else has like tangible, like, w- w- you know, wind. Oh, I can blow shit over. You know, fire. Oh, we can set shit on fire. Cool. And then there's like heart. And he's like, well, you know, what's funny, though, what's funny, though, is that th- that show, everybody that I knew always questioned it. Like, what the fuck is heart? And then like when the fifth element came out, nobody questioned that love was the fifth element. Like, it was just fine. Yeah, well, like, they, they, I mean, the, obviously the fifth element did a little bit of other cool shit in there, too. But um yeah, just a lot of the uh, uh, Captain Planet was them fighting with their power rings and all that. And he's like, I've got heart. And it's like, 
pew. Yeah, I don't know what that plus, is. Plus, let's that, face it, if it had been Lilu with with the power of heart, like people would have been like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, plus <laughs> they, she wouldn't have needed it because she would have already kicked their ass. Yeah, um, that's true. Let's, let's keep it straight here. I mean, she was an ass kicker with or without the actual, you know, fire ring or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Captain Planet movie helmed by Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I don't know. That's so many levels of awesome, really. I mean, you, you finally, he's got the Oscar now, and he says, finally, uh, you know, I, I've done all of these roles. I, I've, I've, I've played all these parts. It's fine. It's time to get my dream. Captain, Captain Planet. Planet, bitches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, more power to you, Leo. I'm the king of clean air. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. You know, on the big screen, though, with the CGI technology that we have these days, like the villains that they had, like they had the pig guy. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Me either. But all he wanted something to do like, was make things dirty. I want to say it's like something sludge or something. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. They could do some cool stuff. They can. I, I, this is going to be another one. Like Power Rangers was one of those. Like, And I guess I kind of get what they're doing there. But I'm kind of curious as to how they're going to adapt this into a more modern sort and of telling. Like Power Rangers, this is probably one of those things where both Eddie's and my family will shun us both. And we'll just have to go watch it together because there's nobody else going to watch it with us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to talk the kids into it. But they, they're, they're too young to even They'll care be like about Captain these to begin Who? With. Yeah. That, that sounds gay, Dad. be like everybody yeah. knows pollution's bad. Why, yeah. why do they got to make this movie? Like, yeah. Yeah, we've been telling you to buy a Prius for years. Jeez. Yeah. Um, all right, so now we can talk video. Now games. we can talk video games. Uh, so the big g- gaming news is a little company called Rockstar has announced uh, Red Dead Redemption Number Two. Um, so Red Dead, if you're unfamiliar with the series, is basically GTA, uh, the Grand Theft Auto game, except for set in the Old West. Yeah, you're on a horse. You're on a horse, and it actually sounds. Um, I'm, I'm sort of diminishing it, but there, there's a lot of fantastic qualities. Unfortunately, I did not get to play through that game completely on my Xbox uh, before it died, uh, so I haven't finished the story. But I'm told that the the story is phenomenal, and there's a lot of things that that game has going for it, other than just being Grand Theft Auto in um, the Old West. What I know about it is when Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory gets depressed and has woman problems. Uh, he plays Red Dead Redemption and goes to the bar and drinks. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, first off, I, I, I like this too because I, I do like the Western genre. Um, in fact, that's one of the things I'm digging about watching Westworld is it's kind of this weird melding of, of uh, genres. But I'm going to watch that maybe. Well, I mean, it's going to be one of those things you're kind of going to have to at some point because it's like... Well, but this week I got to watch the Cubs win the World Series, hopefully. So Yeah. Dude, um, they're a year off. Yeah. Yeah, I know we talked about this last year, I think, but yeah. Um, honestly, like it's weird, and I'm going to talk That's baseball it. for just a minute. We're yeah. going to segue. They won the pennant, the National League pennant, for the first time since 1945. Like I called my mom and I was like, "Hey, guess what? The Cubs just won the pennant for the first time in your lifetime." <laughs> that and, gives and it a little perspective. I think. We did the math. Like three whole generations have been born and died since the one, last time the Cubs won the World Series. Because last time they won the World Series was in 1908. Holy shit, dude. So it's been 108 years. So um, this isn't just a cool thing because I'm a baseball fan, because I'm not a Cubs fan by nature. Like, I'm a Yankee fan. But, like, I told my buddy, um, who someday will get on the show to talk sports with us, like, I told him, because he's been a Cubs fan, like, the entire time I've known him, so since we were, like, five, six years old. And I was like, all right, if my Yankees don't go, like, I'm all in for the Cubs just because yeah, I don't have any horse in this race, and it's, and it's time, you know? Um, plus, I've been telling him since like a month and a half into the season that this is their year because they were playing so good. And he was just like, <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. And now he's finally, he's fucking pumped. So that's cool. Um, 
He, he's been like, I've been hurt before. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I, I'm not going to get hopeful. Basically, yet. but this is the first time in his life that he's seen them go to the World Series. So, I mean, they still have an opportunity to blow it, but at least they made it this far. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that sounds like a pretty big deal, actually. Um, I... Uh, so I'll be watching that. Like the the first game is uh, tomorrow night. So they play tomorrow and they play Wednesday. They're off on Thursday. So I'll try, I'll try and binge watch all my shows on Thursday. <laughs> nice. Um, and then they play again Friday and Saturday. So yeah. Well, and it's a seven game series. Like they only get to stop playing on Saturday if the Cubs win every game. <laughs> so just to be clear, I was I was making a a, um, a Back to the Future two reference, which if you didn't catch that, you sh- you should have. It's I know. Shame on you. I, I know no. you did. I know you did for our listeners at home. But just to be clear, that movie came out something like uh, I don't know twenty one, twenty two years ago. No, because it came out in like eighty seven, I think. No, it didn't come out in eighty seven. It was way later. Way because, later because I think it was like ninety something before. Well, it. I think ninety three was uh, Back to the Future three. But anyway, it's, it's they been, came out like a year apart, so it's probably ninety two, ninety three. It's been over twenty years since that movie came out, and the Cubbies winning the series was a joke in that. Uh, uh, thing 20 years ago um, so just to be clear th- this joke has gone on for 20 years and they still haven't won the damn thing uh, so that that should give you a context 89. I think for how big a deal the Cubs getting this far is um, 89 there we go I was not horribly far off whatever anyway um, <laughs> so yeah Cubs in the series well well yeah that's again like I said that's that's what I'll be doing this week because yeah so my last piece before we move on from Red Dead Redemption is uh, right now there's no announced PC version, which makes me sad on the inside. I mean, I guess at this point I have a PS4, and I guess I'll probably play it there. Yeah, I mean, but I'm a little bummed. I mean, I kind of get it. I get it, and it's it's a, it's a shitty world that we live in where like games come out on console specifically because if they release the console and the PC version at the same time, like there's thousands of PC gamers that'll be like, "Yep, there's a torrent for that." Yeah. So, um, what's kind of nice, like, so WWE 2K17 came out last mm-hmm. week, I think it was. And again, it's out on console, not for PC yet. But what they've been doing lately is when they release the console or the PC version in like January, February next year, um, they usually have been releasing it with all DLC when you buy the PC version because you had to wait longer and whatnot. So you get the DLC for free when you buy the PC version and it's like 20 bucks cheaper for the PC version than it is for the console version anyway. Cause yeah. I don't know, like this is me being old, I guess, but like I still have a real hard problem, a real hard time paying $60 for a video game, especially these days when video games don't come out with all the content, like with DLC, like I'm not going to pay $60 for half a game. Yeah, one of my small regrets, as much as I enjoyed the game, uh, and still do enjoy the game, is Battlefront. Battlefront, especially on release, is not a $60 game. Like, no. just by no stretch of the imagination is it a $60 game. Um, that that w- That's like, uh, you know, what we used to call, like, or, you know, like, it would have just been part, of, like, if we go back 10 or 15 years, like, it, it would have just been part of, you know, say, Quake, like, Quake Arena, you know, basically sprung up around an additional part of the game, not well, the actual game itself. Look at GoldenEye yeah. for the 64. Like, the multiplayer aspect of that was, or the, I, I'm going to say the success of the multiplayer aspect. Same with Halo. That was a byproduct of a game that came out with a playable story in mm-hmm. single player mode. The problem with Battlefront is that eventually you're going to have a hard time getting enough people in the queue 
to mm-hmm. do online content because popularity dies off. I know we don't want to think it does, but look how long the popularity of Pokemon Go lasted. Oh, I mean, it, it's it, it's very Three cyclical. Months and it's like, eh. It's very cyclical in, so. in this style of game, too. Like, unless you have, like, a game with a diehard following, like, say, uh, Counter-Strike um, or uh, what's the other one I was thinking of? Like um, Black Ops and whatnot. But, yeah. Uh, Black Ops, a little bit less so because, and they kind of do it to themselves. When they bring out a new game every single year, the really hardcore Call of Duty players just move to the next one, and that's the same kind of thing with Battlefield 2. Like, uh, I have Battlefield 3. That's the one of the Battlefield series that I bought, and I went back to try to play multiplayer, and this is probably over a year ago now, and it's like a fucking ghost town. Like, yeah. um, battle by this point, Battlefield 4 had come out, and you just, you can't do it. So, like, there's no point, like, if you're buying, a, like, a, um, a game like that, like Battlefield front or something like that unless you're going to play it a lot in the first year or so of its life it's probably not going to end up being worth it for you and if ea is smart it'll be three years before they put another one out so like maybe that does stretch the longevity of this particular game out but well there's other games that are out there like i haven't played i fucking haven't played battlefront in probably four months yeah neither have i like i think that's a thing with battlefront at least is um there there's more sort of and this is sort of like uh, going back to counter-strike for a second like they're releasing games almost as like platforms these days like some of these games like battlefront i get the feeling it like it's meant to be around like or they're planning for it to be around for a good three or four years and then they're going to sell you a whole bunch of dlc in between um but i don't know like it, yeah. it, it definitely when it launched was not a 60 dollar game sam sam bought the season pass yeah, and so he's been getting the content, and he really likes a lot of the the content. And I guess there is more single player content that, that's come out. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, and this is going to be another segue, but I think it should go in the show. You want to hear Sam's story? Sure, I do. So he's in China now. Yeah, he got food poisoning. Niha, uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago, as you do. So after a couple of days, he decided to finally go to the hospital because he was not doing well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he goes in, and the the plus side of the story is that for the equivalent of, of about $35 American, like, he checked into the emergency room, saw the doctor, was diagnosed, and got a prescription. Wow. Right? So that's the plus side. Here's the negative side to the story. Because he's in China, and you know there's a, that whole yin and yang thing, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's got to be in balance. His doctor told him that the reason he got sick from the food was because he was cold when he ate the food (laughs) so that in order for this medication to work he was gonna have to take his medication with hot water to balance it out that is so okay i don't know what this is called but the when you learn about something and then all of a sudden you hear it brought up in the next couple of days i just literally read this like yesterday apparently it's like a thing the chinese drink or at least large portions of chinese uh uh the or china um, drink hot water. Like they they find it weird when they come over here and we just drink cold water all the time. Like they said, cold water is something you drink in the summer to cool down. But most of the time, you drink warm temp or you you drink room temperature or hot, like just straight up hot water. Yeah, yeah, that's like a thing. So it's like the Korean fan death thing. Like I'm sure they're, they're first off. I'm not making fun of the uh, the Chinese or Korea or whatever. There's plenty of stupid Americanisms. I'm sure that they could uh, uh, launch off onto us too. But it's just really funny that that that's the story because uh, yeah. I just read about that like right you know in the last day or two. Yeah. So anyway, Sam, um, if you if you're listening, we we wish you well. Um, I still keep up on on some of your exploits via yeah. the facebook and whatnot so may, may your water be hot and healthy yeah yeah uh all right so, so 
I, I anyway, we can move on from Red Dead. We got another big, big piece of gaming news, um, and that this is, actually is big. This is. Um, I'm actually really interested in this. So uh, let's let's get in there. Uh, Nintendo uh, has announced their Switch console. Um, is Switch the official name, or is that like yeah, a... Switch is the name. The the NX was the code name for it, got or it. something okay. like that, or XT or something. Like I, I that. think it was, it was NX. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Nintendo Switch. Um, this is a really cool looking product. So essentially what it is, is you have sort of like this thing that's like a tablet, um, that you can either set on this dock and and play with a controller, or you can sort of slide your controllers onto the side of this tablet and then play it like a, you know, it looks kind of like a Wii U except for much thinner and nicer. And, you know, like it would technology's come a long way since then because it has, uh, but then you can just straight up take it with you. Like, yeah. not like a Wii U where if you get more than 20 feet away from the damn console, it doesn't work. But, yeah. like, you just throw it in your bag and you go play it. And so half of the um, the announcement video for this is just basically people playing the Switch in different environments. Um, it's got this kind of, like, kickstand thing. So you can take the little paddles off the side and then use those. Sort of like, they remind me of the Wii, the nunchuck uh, controller setup. Yeah. Um, the, although, the motion joy controllers, yeah, they're called. a little cleaner, a little cleaner setup than that. But anyway, you can play it sort of like that with the the little tablety thing sitting up. Uh, um, like they showed you know, it on like an screen. airplane. Yeah, for one, like you know, here's the thing. Um, this is going to be huge. Uh, I think this is probably the next Wii for Nintendo. Um, because let's face it, Nintendo was successful, and then they weren't. Um, the 64 uh, was was probably their last. Well, I mean, I mean, if you if you're looking in the back, like it, in the past, like the original Nintendo sold scads. Super Nintendo was amazing, um, and then they did the the 64 was next, I think. Uh-huh. Um, GameCube, we the 64. The problem with the 64 though was that it was living in an age where games had switched over to a disc format because you could do full motion video on a on an optical disc. Uh, there, there was a that, that was like I think the first aspect or the first time that Nintendo was clearly ahead of like the technology uh, technological process. Uh, so yeah, in the days of the Nintendo sixty four, I think um, the, you had the PlayStation coming out around that time, and you could do lots of cool things with the PlayStation that you could not do with sixty four. I, I remember being at your wife's mom's apartment and playing like WWE No Mercy <laughs> on yeah the sixty four and like when they would try to do like the video entrances, it would be all like flickery and stuff. Cause it was, it was cartridge based. I mean, the, the plus side was there was no loading times and the gameplay was actually like relatively fluid and whatnot for back in the day. Yeah. Somewhat ironically now they've switched back. The NX is going to have like more of the cartridge style format. It is a which, cartridge format, which but, is stri- just basically an SD card. So. Well, we've, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like we've come so far in terms of what we can do with like flash storage and flash memory and stuff like that, that, I mean, you can do full motion video on it now, as long as you have something in the console that can render it. Like that's these days. I wish a little bit uh, more consoles would go to a, a, uh, um, solid state media because um, we would be better off as gamers you know install times would be way cut down if they were even necessary any, anymore um, loading times would be vastly improved yeah um, uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I really like when I can download a game uh, um, versus you know have to have a disc in there the whole time um, that shit's all cut out so um, but yeah the, the switch is going to be going back to that style as well now I've heard mixed reports um, I've heard some people say that the handheld version is the console and that the dock is simply just the intermediary between it and the TV. Mm-hmm. I've also heard that the dock actually connects to a larger console that then connects to the TV. Um, so I'm not sure which is true yet. But 
I'm really curious about this as well because the thing about doing a handheld console like that, and I guess this isn't necessarily true, it's just harder for me to believe that Nintendo's managed to pull this out of their ass because uh, one of the big problems with the Nintendo uh, Nintendo products in this last couple of generations, the Wii and the Wii U, has been that they're woefully behind, again, in graphic graphical fidelity and sort of the raw computing power of what we can do, uh, um, you know, and say a PlayStation, an Xbox, or yeah. in some cases, we're actually getting to the point where phones, like legit, like the iPhone 7 has uh, um, ridiculously better graphical power, and uh, even the Android flagships has ridiculously better graphical power. So one of the small positives I saw in this was at least it looks to me like they're playing Skyrim, or something that looks damn close to Skyrim. That was actually the, a Zelda game. Oh, really? Well, I, I saw the horseback riding thing, yeah. but they're shooting dragons and shit like that, and that looks straight out of Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim's actually not confirmed as a, as a launch title for it. Yeah, but. so um, when I saw that, I was at least looking and saying, well, they've got at least the graphical fidelity that would allow you to play Skyrim decently well. Of course, the thing about Skyrim now is it's a five-year-old game or something like that, and yeah. uh, um, there's varying levels of there's a lot of people that still love that game though oh no it's still it's still a great game it's one of those games that if you if you really enjoy you can sink a good four or five hundred hours into um the, the i mean just technologically though the game is five years old at this point so um and it also does have some varying scales like you can play uh skyrim on some fairly shitty hardware especially by today's standards so it'd be a little sad to me if nintendo was coming out with another console that is sort of already behind consoles that have been out for you know three or four years at this point yeah um but it, it it looks interesting as hell. Like uh, deep down, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. Like I really do love Nintendo stuff. And if I can play Zelda on it, there's a very good chance that I'm going to be interested in buying it. So. I really like the idea that it plays the exact same game from one po- one place to another. Like PlayStation has tried this with the Vita, but you have to own the game for both consoles for the crossplay to really work. Yeah. Um, and it still isn't the same and as playing that game when it comes down to it it's just like uh when you get a phone companion app or something like that for your game like uh this is straight up you play the same exact game well um, there's the like thing that i'm wondering about is like how the graphical fidelity is going to be and if it's going to be diminished on the con the, you know like the handheld mode or whatever. i doubt it i doubt it because you can have a plus 1080p screen on the on the console now, like well, out of the handheld now. I mean, just pure computing power. Like, um, and I'm less concerned about that now because, like I said, like you you really need to go see some of the um, you the listener. I'm sure you've probably seen some of the stuff already, but you really need to go see what ga- what what you can do on a phone in terms of raw graph raw graphics. Dude, this thing right here, like vanilla WoW, mm-hmm. requires half of the computing power that this iPhone offers. Yeah, so. I mean, but I mean, even getting past so vanilla WoW and WoW in general has always been sort of low on the 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 graphics requirement, which is kind of cool. Uh, and sort of by intent, they wanted as many people as possible to be able to play the game. Um, but uh, with this particular console, um, it I, I suppose it is possible. Like they could pack the chip in in there that at least maybe wouldn't put it on you know on par with say like a titan uh, um you know a, a, a titan level graphics card but um at least it's gonna be pretty usable yeah, because pretty a titan playable. graphics card cost four times what the switch is probably gonna cost to launch anyway yeah no joke but i just mean like um the last couple of generations of the wii the games have all looked cartoony by comparison because yeah. that's i mean they just can't render enough to make it look well, good and still have it at a playable flame frame rate so that's the thing like they've kind of 
the Wii U was supposed to be there. Uh, we're breaking the mold. Yeah. And and the Nintendo mold and, and going for more adult oriented titles and whatnot. Like they, they had the um Arkham City, what was it the metal edition or whatever it was? Yeah. Armored edition, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and that's all well and good. But by the time they did that, Arkham City was kind of like people had already played it and beaten it and then it wasn't it wasn't necessary to go buy a Wii U to play Arkham City, and that was really the one the one title they had for it that was and out there that I can remember. I mean, I'm sure there was me more. To my last point that I want to talk about the Switch before we go grab a refill, um, that's actually the biggest struggle that the Wii U had. Um, forget the hardware for a second. The biggest, well, and the hardware is actually kind of a problem with this. Uh, but the biggest struggle that the Wii U had was it just does not have the titles, and the big part of that is because of the hi- hardware. It's hard to write code for. It's hard to write code for, and uh, because it is so underpowered, it's hard to write code. Like, if you're making a PS3 or, I'm sorry, PS4 slash um, Xbox One compatible game, they're sort of on the same playing field as far as hardware goes. Especially with Unreal. Like, apparently, um, they write the code, and Unreal, the engine, like, depending on what console you're building it for, it can, quote, cook the game for that particular thing on its own now. Like, you you don't have to program the game separately, like... And because most, uh, like the Xbox and um, the PlayStation Four and PCs, obviously they they all run x86 architecture. Yeah. Um. So you basically write the game and then you throw it in your little cooker and tell it what you want, and it and it spits out the game for whatever console you're you're happen yeah. to be marketing to. It just seems that you know, like layout controller layout schemes, the 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 you know, uh, um, that's approximate- a really really dumbed down way of saying that too, and I'm promise you guys i'm not an idiot but sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah um the the controller schemes the architecture they're so similar that cross uh uh, porting your game between um xbox and playstation is not nearly the challenge that it used to be especially in the ps3 days but um you can do that fairly simply and then you have to port it over to nintendo which has a vastly less powerful set of hardware um different controller layouts and schemes and things that you know motion controls like yeah things that the other consoles are not possibly going to utilize uh and uh finally because of these things um because nintendo you know didn't launch with a great set of first party titles the game never or the, the console never got the mass that, like that the iphone did that you just kind of had to write for it like fuck if you didn't because you, you're, you're totally screwed if you don't get it right. on this market and then android after that um android now really being the like whether you like writing for it or not, you have to because it's like 80% market share or something like that. So um, it may not be as good as your iPhone thing or it may be harder to write for than your iPhone thing, which is all uh, matters or shades of gray. But the fact is it's got 80% market share. Well, it was never like that with the Wii U. It was hard to port your game to and they never had the critical mass to take off. So I'm wondering, anyway, as it goes back to the Switch, I'm wondering about that. Like, um, First off, the controller layouts, I think, are kind of about standardized at this point and doing the whole nunchuck thing and they showed something that was very similar to what we've sort of settled on as being like the default controller shape you know like if you take a, a playstation 4 slash uh playstation uh, just dualshock and dualshock has looked the same since the analog sticks came out um ps4 has been the biggest departure from that because the controller is a little bit bigger and fatter and meatier it's yeah got it's, that touch it's, pad a, in the middle. it's a lot more comfortable i think than the the previous yeah. the dualshock 3 is but anyway i always bought aftermarket controllers for my playstation 2 um because 
you could get bigger ones and I had big hands. And so it was, yeah. way that was actually one of the things that I really thing. liked about the Xbox. Um, and, and I still prefer the Xbox controller just cause it's a, it's a little bit more comfortable in my hands, but anyway, they're essentially the same thing. Like they have, um, essentially the same controller layouts and stuff like that. Um, you know, they've got the little D pad and they've got the analog sticks and they've, you know, got the four, you know, on, on, on PlayStations, it's triangles and X's and whatever on, and on Xbox, it's a and B and all that kind of shit. A and B and one and two or whatever. Yeah. Whatever they do. But I mean, they're essentially the same layouts for the most part. So even as you're putting your game, like you don't have that to even worry about, you have essentially the same control scheme between consoles. There's a couple of little, uh, bits of sugar you can sprinkle in to take advantage of the particulars of them. But the, the general, stuff is all the same um and then you had the fucking wii which is all kinds of weird um but this one seems like the wii was kind of a a success because in terms of like playing any of the um virtual console games like any of the old like nes games or whatever like the little motion controller that it comes with is the uh, like if you turn it sideways it's just like the old yeah, style controller. It's it is a little, a little awkward, but it's, yeah, it's different shape, but the buttons are in the same place. Yeah. Anyway, the switch seems to be remedying that and sort of coming up with the best of both worlds because they have the little detachable paddle things, which essentially form into this, you know, what, what you're used to seeing in a controller um, relative to the other yeah. consoles. And then when you use them on the side of the little thing, it's also fairly similar um, in terms of like just general control scheme and layouts, at least from the three minutes of video we saw. So right. I don't know, I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I think they can get on the same playing field with um, hardware wise. Um, and they're doing something interesting enough that it may be worth it. You know, like this may be the, you know, they're trying to, fi- they've been trying to figure out mobile for a while. Um, Cause Dude, that's they, they really killed the market with the Wii for a while. Like the mark, like you couldn't get a Wii yeah. for a long time. Um, they may have some of the same success with this. Mm-hmm. It's new enough. I'm optimistic. Like they're, yeah. they're they're just one of my little like I'm I'm sad to see them fall sort of companies. It's it's a great technology and uh my wife made the comment that this is something that they're going to do and then PlayStation or Microsoft is going to take the idea and and like be uber successful with it. But I mean, I don't think that's true because if you look at the Wii with the uh motion controllers, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, their Wii Motion or whatever. Nobody else has been successful at duplicating that. The Connect fucking sucks cock. The um, yeah, even then though the 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 thing about the, the whatever the PlayStation Move that they came out back and when the PS3 was still the the main system, like they never really found a niche for it either. Like it's finally coming back in the form of PlayStation VR. They, they, but, those were both just sort of like me too's but even with the Wii like I think the Wii with the motion controls was a little bit gimmicky and they were good like party machines. Like if you had friends over, I'd much rather have a Wii than a PlayStation. Um, oh God. Mario Mario Party any of them all of that shit and, like yeah. um was a lot more fun to play Smash Bros but when it came down to it like I, I remember especially before we decommissioned the Wii and traded in the Wii U um we only ever occasionally played like Wii bowling or something like that every once in a while and, and that clearly became like the only use for that sort of thing it, it became very gimmicky especially after you had it for a little while um but this this seems to be sort of the the middle ground like this seems a lot more like you know back to getting let's focus on the gaming aspects of things and then also make it convenient as shit and make it fit into your real world life um so if they can do that well i think that they have a really good shot for this yeah. next generation i mean there's there's questions that have to be answered for the switch number one how much is it going to cost because we don't know I've heard two ninety nine is going to be it's it's if they could do two ninety nine that would be huge. But that's I mean looking at what that system is capable of that's that's nuts for two ninety nine that's that's big. I mean we're talking um, hardware that's got to be at least so on par with like an iPad plus a whole bunch of peripherals that right. do not come with an iPad. So the others the other piece is battery life when you're not plugged into the console or the into the um, dock yeah. like 
it's all well and good to be able to take the game with you, but if you, you can die twenty minutes, minutes, yeah, twenty minutes into it, yeah, like so, you know, we'll wait and see. But I'm thirsty. Yep. All right. So we've got a little bit of comic news this week. Um, a little bit. We yeah. didn't read any for the show. I mean, I I read some. I'm actually more caught up on comic books now than I have been. I think I only have like eight between DC and Marvel at all to read this week. I did read some books this week too, but I'm nowhere near as caught up as you. And I, we we haven't talked about that, so we're not even sure what we'd read. Did you discuss. read The Dark Knight? No. That was one of the two you said I should yeah. read The Dark Knight and uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Didn't do either. I wasn't even done with Walking Dead when you got here. <laughs> yeah. But um, So we do have actually some just straight up comic news. Um, and there's actually really just new books, you know, like because we're already behind enough on our comics. They're coming out with some new books that we're probably going to want to read. Yeah. Um, so the the first one that's posted is one that I ran across. Iceman um, is actually going to get his own comic book. Um, he's never had one in 50 years. Yeah. So there there's that. I wonder if they're um, seeing an increase in popularity of the Iceman character since they made him gay. I don't know. I, well, I mean, honestly, it's weird. He's always been sort of a popular character. I think, especially in continuity, like he's always had sort of a, a, a large role. I think, or not always, no. but for actually, he's recent been, memory, he's been he's been kind of out for a while. Like oh, he's yeah? like, Iceman's one of those characters that I mean, unless you have a really creative writer, like uh, he can skate in on his little ice path and shoot snowballs at things. Yeah, but. Um, God, it was, it's really weird. Um, it was the nineties when they kind of started to re imagine what he could do. Like he got, um, he was in his ice form and he got a big chunk blown out of his side and like he stayed in the ice form for a couple months in comic books, uh, Mm -hmm. because he didn't know what would happen if he reverted back to himself. And finally he just was like, well, fuck it. I gotta, I gotta try. Mm -hmm. And it turns out he was fine. Yeah. You know, uh, Iceman's actually one of the few Omega level mutants. Uh, he is. I was just reading about that the other day, the other day, specifically because of things like that. Like he, they they've sort of branched out its power set from just you know skateboarding in on an ice ramp. And and they they do cool things like especially like if you see like if they do any time travel bits and stuff like that, and you see like an, an ice man from the future come back, like who like he's actually can spread himself out into multiple beings and stuff like that. Yeah, and. and uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm waiting for him to come into his own. I'm hoping this book kind of does that. Like it's weird out of the original five. Like um, Jean Grey, I don't think has ever had her own book. But there was like the Cyclops and Phoenix stories that yeah. were their own, like standalone stories and whatnot. Cyclops has his own book or had his own book for a while. Beast, I don't think ever has. Um, Angel never has. So has Wolverine ever gotten his own title? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wolverine's been like... Wolverine. Wolverine has like six solo books a month. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, the Iceman book I think is, is kind of long overdue. Um, I'm hoping, here's the thing, man. I love that we're in a, we're living in a day and age where superheroes can be gay and whatnot. I'm hoping that's not why they gave him his own book. You know what I mean? Well, I'd, I'd actually more like, Number one, curious, he's not a real like, person, but <laughs> I'd more be curious because, um, that would you like if there first off you can uh and certainly companies do do this sometimes they they sort of go after their pet projects like if they want you know like there's plenty of companies who in comics especially so like they want to improve uh um you know sort of social diversity and all kinds of you know whatever their 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 cause is and so they'll go after unpopular things i mean unpopular by sales numbers uh, um and get them to be more main, mainstream comics have done this lots of times yeah um so this is not exactly breaking new ground that they they're doing something in some way controversial and and making uh, uh, Bobby gay, um, but I'd be curious if this was uh, 
actually driven by sales figures. Like if um, the the character is doing so well that they've decided to give him his own title based on that, or if this is more of a like, no, we really want to we really want to show the world like this this is this is a thing, you know? Yeah. So that's the thing is um, we get young Bobby who was the uh, the Iceman that actually came out. Yeah. Um, in all new X Men. And in fact, the last issue of All New X Men that I read, um, which was, it was either thirteen or fourteen. It's not the newest one that's out. I haven't read it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was entirely about Bobby trying to pick up a dude at at a gay bar, um, hmm. and just being comfortable with himself and whatnot. So that's still very much a prominent storyline for young Bobby. For older Bobby, it's been acknowledged, and he is gay. Um. But I think they're more worried about like fighting shit right now, <laughs> um, which is fine. Um, I, I mean, I don't care either way. But like, that's I think he's an extraordinary X Men. Is that the one he's in? I don't remember. Yeah, there's a couple of X books that are out there right now. Okay. I read them all. I read. I read all new. I read extraordinary. I read uncanny. Um, and I'm also reading Old Man Logan, which is super good. Okay. Um, it's not Old Man Logan in the apocalyptic future though, because that that was a six issue run I think that was done during the Secret Wars two storyline. Mm-hmm. This old man Logan is is he's now currently part of the current timeline gotcha. with the X Men and whatnot. Um, and he's got some interesting things. Although they're doing the same thing with him as they did with Wolverine, and he's starting to pop up in like every, every book, other issue. And yeah. I'm just like, come on, guys, <laughs> did um, you learn nothing? Yeah. Um. So. Oh, and the other thing too that I'm reading, and um, this is going to be a quick segue before we go into the next topic. Um, I'm reading Death of X, which is a new book that just started last month. Um, I read issue one. Issue two is out, and I'm probably going to read it the next day or two. It is essentially the story of the X-Men finding out that the Terrigen Mist is terrible for for mutants. And wow. And it tells the story from both sides. Like it tells the story from the inhuman side because they're like, "Oh, this is great. Like we can follow this cloud around, we can go find our people when they hatch and like acclimate yeah. them and everything." Um and then you see like Scott Summers, Emma Frost and company like land on Muir Island and find out that uh Jamie Madrow, the multiple man is dead and so is everybody else that was there. And they're like, "Fuck the inhumans. They just declared war because this is reckless and it's killing our people. Mm-hmm. So it's, so we've been talking about this a little bit on the show. Um, so we'll talk next topic. Now there's a couple of new books coming out. Uh, number one is cable. Yep. I don't have a lot to say about that. Um, Cable's a cool character, and I but I haven't really followed him or kept up with him in the comics um, really much at all. But Cable's getting his own title, which is kind of a new thing. I don't think Cable's gotten his own book very many times, or if he um, has at all even. He has in the past. I think the most successful run, though, was the Deadpool and Cable series. Yeah. Or Cable and Deadpool, I think yeah. is what it was. Um, so Cable's getting a new book, which is kind of neat, and that's part of this whole thing that they're calling Resurrection. Um, and then that brings us to our next news. X-Men is getting... Uh, two new titles um which is kind of interesting because we've been kind of talking about how um uh, uh marvel's been treating the x-men and the the mutants like sort of the red-headed stepchild and uh uh really pushing the inhumans and things like that uh presumably to kind of twist the knife for fox a little bit yeah um, that was the the scuttlebutt yeah, or that's the idea anyway. Um, but it turns out they're getting two new books, um, and they're named after primary colors, and I can't remember which two primary colors. I want to say it's like blue and red, but... Gold, maybe. Blue and gold. Gold, yeah, I think you're right. Blue and gold. So, back in the 90s, 
mm-hmm. when the X-Men like popularity like surged like crazy. The X-Men was actually split into two separate teams, the blue team and the gold team. I believe Storm led the gold team and X or Cyclops led the blue team. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that doesn't surprise me. Oh, <laughs> that is actually uh, fairly intriguing. So uh, anyway, put that in the show notes because, um, you know, they're getting some new books. So maybe they're not just getting backburnered like we were fearing. Yeah. Uh, X-Men was huge back in the day. And so they had two main books. It was Uncanny X-Men and then just X-Men. And because they were so huge, like they, they split the team into two separate teams. One was represented in Uncanny and the other was represented in the other one. Although there was plenty of like bleed over in, yeah. either, in either side. Um, and when there was big things like Age of Apocalypse and shit like that, there were obviously tag team yeah yeah um so uh new x-men books coming out uh lots of new x-men actually this this should have actually just been the x-men section not the the uh, comic section yeah yeah cool uh all right so let's uh wrap up some tv we had uh four new episodes of tv watch this week uh and that pretty much is covering the whole cw lineup uh so let's go with supergirl first um so we totally called it with cat totally yeah I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Uh, we, uh, you know, the, the whatever show is kind of nailing it with the predictions right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not the, both of them. We got both of them. We right. got both of them right yeah. so far. And we, and we never go back and fact check all the uh, fact check all the other dumb I, shit. I'm going to be so. bold when we get to Arrow and I'm going to make a prediction on that, too, because I shared this with uh, Bailey via text throughout the week. So I'll I'll throw it out there when we get there. But cool. Um, This was the Metallo episode, right? Yeah. Uh, So. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. Um they they're they're finding their ground. Um I like Hank being a little bit out there. Mhm. Um like he uh it's unfortunate that this is done on a TV budget because you kind of want to see a lot more Martian Manhunter. It's unfortunate that I have to call him Hank. Yeah. And not John Jones. Yeah. That's what's unfortunate. I about really, the whole thing. I really want them to get to that too. Like, so here's my big problem with the episode. So we have mild-mannered photographer James Olson, who all of a sudden now is just CEO of Catco. <laughs> uh, okay, so we we were talking about this. Over I'm, I'm sure the board is happy with that decision. Yeah, because first the board the board is actually the people that generally make that decision. Like, yeah. even if you're Cat Grant, like uh, you don't just go say this is who it's going to be. Like, well, lots you, of CEOs actually have that, and like they have a clause in their contract saying that they can name their successor. Some of them, but, but more common is simply like you have a CEO that's been groomed. Like, so in the event that a replacement is necessary, you have a CEO that's been groomed to take the mantle. Uh, it's the or, CEO of Apple was the same way. Like he was the interim CEO for a long time before they finally just dropped the interim. Timmy and, Tim, yeah, Tim Cook, yeah, and uh, that was very much by design. I, like Steve Jobs had a big say in that, but even still, like the board had to approve Tim Cook's appointment as CEO. Um, of course, at that point, like it was a no brainer to to appoint Cook as as CEO, and they were never Apple's never was never going to go outside of the company. But most of the time, that's what happens. You either um up up have a a protege that you bring up through the ranks or whatever. Or you hire a CEO because I know a lot of people think that CEOs are dipshits and certainly today, you know, like one of our things is like CEOs make way too much money, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but um, they do have a skill set. Like it's not something that like you go from being a photographer and then you're CEO of a, a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I don't know how big Catco is in fake in the fake reality, but um, it's certainly not a small deal. Yeah, the CEO position is weird. Like, um, when I was again with T-Mobile, like when we were going through that possible sales, their sale to AT and T, they hired 
a new CEO in that during that period and like when you looked him up I don't remember his name now because it was like back in 2011 and whatnot but like yeah. when you look him up like you could see that he was specifically brought into transition companies yeah from one company into the next like that's that's what he does yeah um and then that didn't work and they hired John Laguerre yep and he's fucking batshit crazy but he's awesome oh yeah he's the best kind of crazy dude he like I, I still had friends that worked there like clear up until a year ago or whatnot and like he uh, and I, I won't say I had. I do have some friends that still work there and whatnot. But, like, the entire call center in Salem one time got bussed to Seattle to go to a fucking Macklemore concert. Like, just because. <laughs> I love this guy. Like, just why not And he shows up. He shows up at the Salem call center. Like, he shows up, you know, at, at the other ones and stuff like that. And he's very visible um, on social media. Like, he does his own social media and stuff like that. And He does, actually. That's the the way that I know him is he's rather famously... Uh, um, called out some bullshit as he sees it like yeah i i i uh love his brand of honesty if nothing else i don't necessarily agree with everything i've heard him say but i love his brand of honesty because usually the the ceo shit anything a ceo says is filtered through like 19 levels of pr uh uh, rehearsing um so he's refreshing in that he's clearly not it's the complete opposite of that one time that ben affleck got called out on some bullshit that he said during an interview and then stopped doing candid interviews yeah like Laguerre just keeps doing it. Yeah. And I hope I'm not butchering his name, but I, I wanted to say it's Legere, but I have no basis be. for saying that. It could so be. Whatever. I, I I kind of like that's he's the only reason that I wish that I still work there sometimes. <laughs> just like, because it's it he's fun. Don't yeah. get me wrong, I love my job that I have now so much better than that job. <laughs> but like it would have been fun to work there under his leadership. Yeah. Um anyway. So, anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. You don't just give Jimmy Olsen the CEO job. See, this is another step where I just I still do not like that he's Jimmy Olsen. Like they just do not get that character. Like, I've gotten over it, and honestly, that was the only time you saw him in the whole episode. Is like that two minutes, and Kara's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm gonna be your boss." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know you're you know busy trying to scrape your 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 dues and whatever to let them you know write co- so you can write copy for like a local you know sporting event or whatever. But here you go. Uh, I'm your boss now. And uh, we just broke up, but don't worry. It's cool. Yeah. Also, have you ever seen me do a single pinch of work around this place? Yeah. Eh, whatever. Normally, I follow you around like a lost puppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even carry a camera anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, every now and then, I pull out my cell phone and take a couple of shots, and they, they I, like keep me on. I did find the scene between Supergirl and Cat touching, though, on, on top of the, the Caco building. Like, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I did, too. Um, the whole Metallo aspect of it, I'm like, well, whatever. Yeah, I, and I thought it was kind of ridiculous that they were fighting two separate battles in two separate cities, and the same thing happened to both of them at the same time. Yeah, that was a little forced. That that was a little like weak, I think, from a storytelling standpoint. But yeah. I mean, with Supergirl, I think I kind of know what I'm getting. It's watchable. It's not my favorite show. Um, I'd be bummed if it was canceled tomorrow, but it, it like I wouldn't like lose sleep over it. Um, I, I did like the um, John John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, and. Uh, Superman team up at the, toward the end. That was pretty sick. Um, in fact, their whole relationship I was really kind of interested in. Um, yeah, that was that was compelling to say the least. Like for those two episodes, and they, they maintained it pretty well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is going to be interesting because I think this is now where we really kind of get back to the regular Supergirl, or you know, what the show is going to be on. I don't a normal know if basis. we settle down until after the crossover. Honestly, I think we're still going to kind of be topsy turvy a little bit. You know, you're probably right, because that's, that's been true so far for the other shows, so... 
Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that was true yeah. for this show as well. I like it. Um, here's the thing. I don't watch it first night, but it's not because I don't want to. It's because um, Natalie's bedtime is 8 o'clock, and that's one of the shows that she really likes watching with us. So mm-hmm. we watch it usually on Tuesday night because we can start it at 7, then put it to bed, and then we watch The Flash Yeah, on Tuesday. What's, so. what's funny, actually, I, I was watching it with uh, Kellen the other day, um, and he just calls it Superman. Um, so like he saw Superman for like two seconds and he's like, Oh, Superman, you're going to watch Superman. Now that's like all he talks about. So he likes the show, but he, he completely missed the part where it's about super. And we'll hit this in a couple minutes too. But like we watched this week's le- uh, episode of legends tonight, yeah. right before you got there and Natalie was watching it with us. Uh-huh. And there was the scene with, um, uh, Eobard Thon mm-hmm. and she was like, Hey, that's that guy from the flash. Yeah, like, nice. She, like, <laughs> she totally gets it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Supergirl, um, but, you know, it's still pretty good. Um, we're we're kind of on pace with what we expected for changes. Uh, the only stretch I think being uh, Jimmy being CEO. Like Supergirl, that's the only one Supergirl is still one of the one of the shows that I look forward to to watching. Like yeah, whereas after episode two of Arrow, that's still one of the shows where I'm just like I gotta watch it for the show. Yeah. It's a little bit, um, like, I'm a little bit more up on Arrow than I was, but it is still very cringy in places. We'll, we'll like, get very, to it. We'll get to it after The Flash, but this week's episode of Arrow was better than the, than the second episode was. Yeah, for sure. All um, right, so let's talk The Flash. Yeah, let's. What even happened in this episode? I can't even remember. This is the dangers of doing a show a week later um, with a, a pea-sized memory. Some stuff happened, and he ran fast. Oh, that's good. I think, actually, there was a scene where Harry was like, you have to go faster, Barry. Oh, this was the Jesse Quick. Yeah, yeah. Run, uh, Jesse, run. I yeah, know, I was just kidding. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so this episode, we get... No, it literally took you saying that to jog that in my memory. Like, <laughs> nice. it, it was a good episode, too. Um, so uh, Harry and Jesse stop over from Earth 2, uh, because why not? They pop in. Yeah, they're just, how did they get there? Oh, they needed a speedster, and they'd have one, because uh, Jesse Quick has manifested powers, and uh, uh, and meanwhile, Wally's over there like, aw, but I want powers. That's, yeah, that was kind of the... That's that's Wally's character arc this whole season. She got powers? I should get powers. That's not fair. Yeah. Um. So that was a little kind of silly. Um, I, it... <laughs> It's so funny because she talks to him about like, oh yeah, I just I accidentally stepped in front of a car one time and then I got powers and like the next thing you know, like he's just like in the street, like yeah, like I have to expect him to be like, oh I tripped, you know, like yeah. oops, my bad. Uh, but now he's just like, no, I want powers too. Yeah, like it's like, and then when they were going through the whole like alchemy thing when uh, they were talking with uh, Magenta about alchemy, yeah, and he's like alchemy yeah like you could see he's like okay, the little light bulb goes let's, off let's put that in the old pda we'll schedule a go meeting with alchemy i know he's a bad guy but whatever he's gonna give me powers Dude, it's just a smartphone man you don't have to call a pda anymore uh, that's true it's not, it's not like he's got a palm pilot yeah um the stylus attached to the thing <laughs> it would be funny if it was like earth 2 technology or something like that that's true he whips that's out true. a palm pilot and like what you don't have um, these over there but speaking of Earth 2, like, we got Wells back, finally. And he said the exact same thing to Barry that I thought was going to happen. He's going to be like, you fucking moron. Like, yeah. What, yeah. what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> he literally, he, he got there and he's like, uh, um, you know, so within like five seconds, Barry lets slip that he again stuck his dick right in the timeline again. Yeah. And, and uh, Wells was predictably having none of that shit. He's like, I can't, you're such an idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was perfect. You um, stupid fuck yeah 
you know you can't just play with the timeline like silly putty right like you actually should just leave it alone just like stop messing with it but and he's like no no we're cool i'm i'm that's that's what i'm doing now that's why things are still fucked up and i'm not trying yeah. to fix it like i haven't messed with the timeline in like oh, i don't know about 20 minutes or so yeah um so yeah i'm happy to see kavanaugh back that was fun um they had to find a way to get him back i mean they do. He's sort of, a, I think, a part of the show that I don't want to see go away. No. Um, like, I can handle losing Cat Grant, even though she was one of my favorite parts of the show towards season one of Supergirl. Mm-hmm. But, like, no Kavanaugh? I don't know. Like, <laughs> See, this is a... Going back to a conversation, I think, the last time we were talking about the whole timeline shenanigans, I... Uh, th- this timeline... Th- this whole timeline business is, is not growing on me. Like, um... But we got the same Kavanaugh, though. Like, we are Wells. Like, that's what I liked about it because, like, somehow Earth 2 is not affected by the, um, well, by not the, a, not the a, shift in timeline, or at least that we know of, because he was like, damn it, Barry. <laughs> like, yeah. Not, not affected in any way that we've noticed so far. Like, I fully expected they're going to get back and they're going to be like, uh, and, you know, Barry's going to show up and they're going to be all like strapping on their brain slugs or something like that. And he's going to be like, what? You guys don't have brain slugs? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I'm glad to see Kavanaugh back. Uh, he did a pretty phenomenal job in this episode, or, or a really good job, at least, in this episode. And, and, you know, played the part that I wanted to see him play. So that was fun. Uh, the the uh, alchemy bit with Magenta, ah, I didn't care about her at all. Uh, no, I don't think you're supposed to yeah, so much. Like I think this was, was just, just like another to... filler. No, and it was, it like, not, not filler so much as, like, that whole event gave you more insight into Draco Malfoy's character a little bit. Yeah. Um, which him I like um, the only thing I think we talked about this in the last episode but it, it tends to be that like the new character that shows up is the bad guy and I really don't want to see him be the bad guy because he's actually a lot of fun it'd be cool if he wasn't guy. it yeah. would be cool if he wasn't um, but uh, yeah I I enjoyed I enjoyed this episode I like Jesse Quick a lot I, the, the chick that plays her is, is super talented like she's Violet Bean yeah yeah she's she's kind of ridiculous good at, at what she does um, and it seems like she has a natural chemistry with uh, with Wally West, yeah, uh, for sure. Anyway, so I'm excited to kind of see where that goes. You know, Wally's going to try and fucking find alchemy and get powers. And, yeah, n- no kidding. Like, like you could you could see you could see his brain moving when she's like, "Oh, alchemy gave him my powers." He's yeah. like, "Alchemy." I wonder if he's in the yellow pages. I guess yeah. again with the anachronisms here, but uh, you know, like oh, I'm going to Google that. You know, like you could see him writing out like in his day planner. Um, PDA and Yellow Pages in the same episode, and I'm not shooting you with my new high-powered Nerf gun. I also just said Day Planner. Um, I know. It's like it's 1996. You ever notice how they do that in movies, too? Like, you ever watch a movie and you see them pull out a flip phone and it's like from 2013? Here's the thing, man. My CEO was walking around the other day. Yeah. With a flip phone trying to read a message, and I'm like, really? What? You can still, like, was he like, ah, fucking T9, I can never get this shit right. Like, my 71-year-old father-in-law broke his last flip phone, so we got him an iPhone 5. And he's had that for over a year now, and he's doing fine. <laughs> yeah. There is life after flip phones, people. Like, it's possible. Like, the last guy holding on to his BlackBerry. Like, he's he's the only guy that when they, they announced that they're not going to make phones anymore, Dude, he's my, just like, no. My friend Jen, whom I've known since I was, like, a newborn... Mm-hmm. bought the newest blackberry like just a few months back like she's she's still <laughs> that's a bold move cotton and, and it's just basically android now like yeah. it says blackberry on it but you're buying an android phone yeah you with might, a as keyboard. Well just, might as well just make the transition yeah um 
So anyway, another good episode of The Flash. Uh, I don't know. I guess, like you said, I don't really think anything's going to get really solid I, until after the crossover. I gotta say, I was wrong about Cisco though. He's still not quite full Cisco yet. No. And I'm actually happy about that because I don't like it when like it makes it seem very episodic when all of a sudden he's happy go lucky the next day or the next episode. Like there should be a little bit of an adjustment period. And I think one more episode where he's still a little bit conflicted before he gets back to being full Cisco, yeah. then I think we're all right. Oh yeah. Speaking of uh, um, that, there was also this sort of uh, on the nose scene where they're like, oh, you should talk to her. Uh, you know, Harry, Harry saying like, you should talk to, you should talk to her, you know, about her powers and stuff. To, and she's to, like, what powers? I don't have powers. Why Caitlin? would you say powers? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that that part was a little funny. I like. I definitely don't have powers. I shouldn't talk to her. Blah blah blah. I I dig I dig her character right now. And like, God damn it! Like you're totally right though. I hope she doesn't go evil because yeah. I don't want that. She's too cute to be evil. Like even when she was Killer Frost on Earth too, I was like, you're too cute to be evil. All right. Anyway, you were like, no, I want to see what other kind of bad things you do. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Whoa, Keep whoa. going. Hey, would you stop pressing buttons? Hey, hey, fuck off. <laughs> uh, all right. So while Matt's fucking up the show notes, we're gonna talk about Arrow because why not? Did I spell? Is it R R O W? You know, pro tip: I think you can just like Control Z that bitch, like undo. Probably not now. Uh, no, nope. <laughs> I've gone too far. <laughs> We're around the bend. Um, so Arrow. Uh, God, what happened this weekend? Arrow. Um, Stardust. Stardust. Yeah. Uh, you know that didn't actually help much. What? I'm gonna have to go like read the synopsis. Okay. I remember Stardust is a new trip. I just watched it today. Streets. Yeah, I just watched it today. So, um, fucking Mad Dog goes off the rails and like tries to find. Oh, okay, yeah, and now then, I remember. So and oh, god damn you! Yeah, you should know this because this is um, this is the return match between Stardust and Stephen Amell. Yeah. Holy shit! I can't believe I didn't catch that right. Did you not? Um, did you not know that? That's who that was. No, I knew it was Cody Rhodes, but I didn't catch the fucking Stargust and, Stardust name drop. How and, the hell? And here's the thing. Well, here's I'm gonna talk a little wrestling real quick. Um, so several months ago, Cody Rhodes was becoming increasingly dissatisfied with uh, the character of Stardust and didn't really want to do it anymore. And so the company didn't have any other plans for him other than continuing that. Yeah particular thing so he asked for and was granted his release from the company so he doesn't work for wwe anymore nope. um he actually his the last name of his character in this episode was his real last name um it was runnels mm -hmm. uh which i think was pretty cool yeah and obviously the connection that i didn't catch until right now is that the, the drug that they were going after in this episode was called stardust yeah and if i think I, I think that's a and sign course, that this episode was written well before he was actually released from the company um quite likely but, or even if it wasn't, it was definitely an, a, like uh, not just a cameo for Rhodes, but like they went so far as to do that little name drop there, yeah, and and give him the you know the last name. So yeah. they they were they were pushing that a little bit. Um, so anyway, this is a fun episode. I can't remember. Yeah, wild dog, wild dog goes all nuts. The Stardust Stardust mixes with something else. Water, water <laughs> it looked like yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, Cody Rhodes falls into the vat. I can't even remember what his character's name is. Cody Rhodes falls into the vat and he gets uh, basically invulnerable. Not no, not in invulnerability. He doesn't ha he can't feel feel pain. pain, and he's got augmented strength. Yeah, basically. Um, so he becomes like the big bad for a whole episode. Um, and I think the rest of the thing is mainly focused on uh, Ollie trying to get his team to do what the fuck he says. Which is actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. This episode kind of stepped away from the will they, won't they 
with the team aspect of it. The the thing that I hated about episode two, um, and really focused more on uh the positives, like Thea almost quitting. Yeah. And him being like, Nope, this is this is actually my bad because it doesn't matter that I didn't know what you were doing. It's because I'm not as involved as I should be and all that kind of stuff. Like it's all over kind of taking accountability for some of the shit that's going on and not whining so much. Which is nice because Oliver does enough whining as it is. Um, I, I think there was also sort of the whole, you know, like you got to trust me thing, and they did that again, which was a little obnoxious. They they still aren't quite nailing. I think the team it, like the, it the was writing more. Was it was more of the hammy. you demanded trust from from me, but I have to be able to trust you thing, and that I thought that was okay. Yeah. Um, I loved the the piece at the beginning when he was interrogating the dude about the drug, and and they're like, he's not really going to kill him, right? And Felicity's like. You'd like to think not, like yeah. maybe. <laughs> this uh, actually was a super meta episode because we just already talked about Stardust, Cody Rhodes, etc. Uh, but we also had the thing where um, they were talking about Wild Dog, and somebody's like, "Who wears a hockey mask?" And and uh, Stephen Amell, uh, you know, was like, uh, "Also played Casey Jones." And Casey Jones wearing a hockey mask, and he's like, "I think it's kind of cool." Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of a, a another little meta nod. Uh, about the whole thing um and finally actually this is something that uh the flash we've really praised in the past for doing um but uh they finally did something you know like this on arrow too which is they did not drag out the whole uh felicity carpet bombing uh haven rock right. for six episodes or something right. like that they they went right in there so i mean we don't know where it's gonna go because ragman kind of just left without saying anything but uh they at least there was a bit of honesty uh, yeah in it um, this this is a win. This this episode overall is a win. The um, did did you also get overly excited when they brought Deadshot back in? Yeah, but I don't know if he was really there. He wasn't. Like he wasn't. I was really excited. Like, I was like, holy shit, they're bringing Deadshot back. I guess they didn't have that much faith in the Suicide Squad movie after all. And then like ten minutes later, they're like, oh nope, he's just an illusion. Fuck yeah, no. That. Um, but you never know. I mean. <laughs> well, that, that was a door opening that I did not see happening again. I was like, I was for sure he was done. Like, we weren't going to see that again. For This is my call. This is what I was talking with Bailey about, because Bailey was like, I hope they stick with the new team. And I'm like, I was like, I'm calling it right now. The original team's back together by the midseason finale. Um, Like, I'll give you that that's fairly likely, at least. Minus Canary, probably, because I don't think Guggenheim's that smart. Well, uh, they're definitely. I, I I really don't see foresee Laurel being back as a full time member. Obviously, she's coming back to the CW in some way because we talked about this. She's like, got she's the multi show crossover contract, like uh, thing like going Captain on. Cold does there. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, I do see them keeping the 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 one chick around as the canary, which to me is really she's not going to be the canary. I'm 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 going to say that. I have more faith in the sh- in the show than than that. I, she's not going to be canary. I really hope so because that would be really fucking lame. Um, if they they decided to have her take up the mantle, uh, I also loved Thea's a bit of brood, brutal sort of you know like at the end of the thing when she's talking to the chick who leaked the whole you know like yeah. we're pointing lance she's like uh, I can't remember something like um, she's like if you ever do that to me again I'll make sure that you can't even like write a, a write blog, a blog. I think yeah it, uh, yeah like you won't even get it, you won't even have a blog. Um, so that was pretty hardcore. Like that's the thing I want to see. Yeah. Um, so this is this is my thing. Is I I totally I'm I'm kind of with Ryan in that I don't necessarily want the old team to be completely back together. I want Thea to be part of it because I I fucking loved what she did as Speedy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I thought that uh, her character was one of the least developed characters of the team. Like, she was just all of a sudden speedy. Um, and other than the whole bloodlust thing, like, they didn't really explore her too much. The, the, I think um, both with her and Laurel, I think they, they sort of, like, went to, like, superhero boot camp. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, supposed to hold their own with the rest right. of the team. Like, it was a little cheap, I think, how... Which is what part of what Ollie was dealing with in episode two and that was the only thing I didn't hate about that episode he was like well I wasn't hard on Laurel and she's dead so well he, and I think they kind of said that like Laurel was trained by blah 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 uh, um, and you know Thea was trained by uh, Malcolm Merlin and all that and I was kind of like well yeah but like for a weekend or two like same thing with Laurel like they, they were talking about how weak the training or how strong their training was and whatever um, that was the only part where I was like completely with Ollie like yeah you need you need to beat these guys into shape because yeah that's the only way they're gonna win endured five years of fucking hell yeah and whatnot so yeah I get that um my role for Diggle though is a little bit different and and I told Bailey this I said if I had the choice I would have Diggle not be a full-time member of the team like I would actually have him out there recruiting other members not necessarily for the core team even but like setting up like cells in other cities or anything else like that and then like when it comes time to fight the big bad at the mid-season finale or the the actual season finale <laughs> then he comes and joins the team but like you see him in every episode because he's checking in and and whatnot mm-hmm. but i think that's a better role for him it's a lot more believable than hey i joined the army again but i have a beard mm-hmm. look at my beard but i'm in the army mm-hmm that's against Rag Soldier. I'm uh, just saying. I'm not really down with the whole Diggle storyline. Um, well, I do like actually that they are they uh, and I don't know. I kind of like this, um, but kind of feel like they're going to undo it with the crossover. Uh, Dig being you know sort of like uh, basically put away for life at this point, um, or that looks to be the way we're going with this. Um, well, they're breaking them out next week, so we'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, it can't go that far. Um, but I do like that aspect of like, oh, you know, it's looking really bleak for Dig. I guess this week because that's in two days. Yeah, tomorrow, day after tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, we'll see. But uh, Arrow, Arrow, still better. It's it's nowhere near season four levels of bad. But every now and then there are some things that just that are just like, no, nah, it's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. talk uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Actually, you're caught up now. I am. So we skipped over Legends of Tomorrow last time, and uh, now we've got two episodes to talk about. Honestly, I feel like this is a show that we probably could talk about every two episodes because they usually spend two episodes in each time period. They're kind of a two-parter a lot of the time. This one's not quite a two-parter, but yeah, they do do oh, that Oh, it totally is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... No, you're kind of right, actually. So there's a lot of stuff ha- that happens in episode one. So number yeah. one is what they're basically doing is being like time vigilantes. So there's no more time masters. There's nobody watching over the time stream. Um, so the legends have sort of taken it upon themselves to do that. So there's also none of them except for Rory when we open the show because he's... Oh, yeah. they. Uh, I can't remember the historian guy whose name I don't remember. Um he goes to Oliver, yeah. yeah, and is basically like, so you're the Green Arrow. Um, and Oliver's like, what? No. Okay, yeah. He's like, I'm going to probably shoot you in the throat if you don't yeah, elaborate so, a little bit. So that that's actually fun. Like, I really wish they would do more stuff like this. Like, that's where I get the whole aspect of, like, like when you talk to Batman and you know he's Batman, like, that needs to show up big on the screen. And so, like, that was the first time that I felt that, that with Ollie this season where, like, no, Ollie. Ollie should be sort of the patriarch of the whole CW verse. Um, he, the, the Arrow, is really what launched this new breed of shows, and so that was like them doing that a little bit. Yeah. 
anyway um so the short story is uh he uh the historian guys figured out that the legends are stuck in time somewhere and they track it down and basically they figured out that um the uh wave rider is crashed into the sea i can't remember which one yeah yeah and uh ollie and the historian guy have to go get him so you know ollie uses his oliver money which there's never explained how he got back and uh they go ride a sub down to the wave rider and when they get on the ship they find rory um in stasis and so they release him and uh our ship picks up from there and they fire up the ship because rory's like Meh, i don't see why it wouldn't work yeah <laughs> it's like it's been submerged for the last i don't know 60 years or whatever let's just turn it on yeah um uh, and it totally does work so whatever i guess Rory points for rory yeah, yeah um um, episode one had some some really fun moments. Uh, Ray Palmer in prehistoric times was pretty pretty great. The Cretaceous is what I think it is. <laughs> it was funny. Um, um, a good gag, I think. Uh, uh, um, Sarah quickly becoming uh, uh, this the the whole um, the the horror of the group. Like, and I mean that in the best way possible. Dude. I'm not I'm not slut shaming here. Like, I just mean like. <laughs> She she is all over the whole seducing everything. Uh, um, she was amazing when they went back to uh, what was it like the Three Musketeers time period when like the French yeah. the French king and and queen and yeah the, the the French king and queen have to consummate their marriage and if they don't then the whole timeline screwed over or whatever and so like ten seconds later it shows like uh, Sarah getting it on with the French queen. Sarah totally makes sure she's nice and ready for the king who <laughs> yeah. apparently has a penchant for his boys anyway yeah so th- that was really funny too because like when they got back i didn't seduce her she seduced me you know it's like, yeah and, and then that happens like 10 seconds later and i think episode two so I'm, I'm liking her character a lot more this season i don't know uh, if it's, i don't know if it's because i'm an avid follower of hers on instagram or <laughs> it, it lot, helps but. because uh, see she's another one like I, I have a hard time separating from the the actors from the characters a little bit sometimes like some of these guys are just so funny and so fun uh, in real life and they seem like generally good people that i want to like their characters even more so it just happens to work out that they're actually fleshing sarah out a little bit more as a character this season too um yeah that becomes more apparent in, in, in episode, episode two, two. Yeah. yeah uh so i'm excited about that but anyway the the long and short of it is they're told you can't go back to 1942 or bad things are going to happen yeah. and that happens at the end of season 1942 one. is the one place that you can't go to yeah like they're and that's by Rex Tyler, who is a member of the JSA. Like, yeah. he's like, nope, you you can't be there. Except for the time stream gets all fucked up, and it turns out the Nazis won the war, and so they determined that they have to go back to 1942. They didn't win. It took the it took the Allies an extra four years to win. Yeah, it fucked things up a little Something bit. Something like that, yeah. Basically. So, um, yeah, they, they, they were like, no, we gotta go to 1942, and they're like, isn't that where they said not to go? And he's like, yeah, but, I mean... We, we kind of... We Rick's go. not really here to tell us not to, so... Yeah. Uh, and why was the mechanism for that? No, we didn't have that yet. So they went back to 1942, um, as a team, Rip decided to go back to 42. Uh, and that's how we get up to the present day. So as it turns out, uh, there's a whole lot of shit going back on in 1942. They decided to cal- kidnap Albert Einstein. Um, oh, yeah. that, that was kind of a funny little thing. Uh, Albert Einstein being, you know, a, a super big player in addition to yeah. the whole theory of relativity thing. Um, Player. So he's pissed off because the the legends are taking him away from you know going after that sweet tail. His uh, his pussy game is being interrupted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, 
anyway, overall fun episode. The long and short of it is they have some shenanigans in 1942. Um, they end up chasing down an A-bomb, I think is what the thing is. It turns out that the reverse flash is one of the reasons why the time stream is all fucked up because the reverse flash is, uh, uh, you know, trying to one-up Barry in oh, the whole fucking We forgot who he's working with, though, in 1942, and that is one Damien Dark. Yes, worth mentioning, too. I actually like Damien Dark a lot better for this show, too. I believe I texted you something to that effect. Yeah. Um, Damien Dark makes a lot more sense for this show. Uh, Reverse Flash doesn't necessarily make sense for this show, but or make more sense, but makes a lot of sense for this show. And uh, I'm excited to see more of Matt Lesher play Reverse Flash because he did a really phenomenal job. And all, like... People forget, but you know, most of the time it was Wells playing Reverse Flash, not yeah. not Lesher. So, so we got a lot of a lot of Tom Cavanaugh as the Reverse Flash, but not not Lesher. But as it turns out, he's totally good as a Reverse Flash too. So seeing those he two, he was t- fucking phenomenal in that season premiere of The Flash. Like. Yeah. It's literally like Legends was like, how, how do we take these two villains, which we didn't get to show enough of in the other two shows, and how can we use them? And so this is their answer. Well, and, and so far it's working out pretty we well. We can't have Casper back right away because he was essentially defeated. Yeah. So. Um, so they... Uh, the short of it is they decide they have to crash the wave rider uh extra measures are taken rip disappears we're not exactly sure where he's gone he's presumed dead though um what meanwhile the rest of the team is scattered in the time stream so the beginning of episode two is them going and collecting the the rest of the legends no that was in episode one was it yeah i guess it would have to be yeah yeah okay fine they found palmer in the in the cretaceous and i forget where everybody else was i don't no, I thought that happened in episode two. Whatever, it, it's close enough. But no, I just watched episode two today. Like the team was already completely back together. Yeah, so they they get the they team got b- captured by the JSA at the end of episode one. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, so they get captured by the JSA, uh, Justice Society of America. Um, we get to meet a lot of cool new characters. Um, this really happens in episode two. We start the episode with the JSA and the Legends fighting. Legends getting their asses handed to them. That was really funny. Closest thing that we get to like a legit comic book hero in this though is like. Um, fucking star girl is that her name the chick with the american flag shorts and the pole uh i think you're close but i don't think that's quite right and and obsidian who is the stun of uh alan scott in normal dc continuity yeah obsidian was awesome by the way i would have Um, liked to have seen alan scott i would it would have been cool to see a magic wielding green lantern versus the space cop green lantern yeah um they said it's never gonna happen though yeah, that's really sad. I think if the Arrow if Arrow hadn't fucked everything up after uh, season two, Green Lantern was a possibility. But I think they were just kind of like, nope, we can't trust you. <laughs> well, fuck them. Yeah, basically. Um, I'm enjoying Legends uh, immensely. I I love the conflict between uh, Victor and the rest of the team. So do I. Well, I guess it's not Victor. It's that's his name in real life. What's his What's his Stein, yeah, Professor Stein, and the rest of the team. Marty, um, we got to we got to have Marty McFly watch me for the changes and try to keep up. <laughs> yeah, so there was that nice little nod there, Martin Stein, Marty, yeah, that was, that Marty was, Stein. That was cute. Yeah, um, and we had uh, oh Sarah kind of stepping into a leadership role toward the end, which yeah, it was funny because so- she was totally willing to be like, "Yep, he's the leader." Yeah, the leader of the Justice Society essentially assumes that uh, uh, Martin Stein is the leader. Because he's old and white. Because he's old and white and they're from the 40s. Uh, and that's that plays out 
for most of the episode until like uh, the action gets a little too thick and Martin can't a- analyze fast enough and they're like, oh, this is sucking. And so he eventually is like, yeah, I'm not the leader. It should be Sarah. Uh, so make her the leader and, and they do the rest of the team accepts her without question. And it, it actually, somebody pointed out on the subreddit, I think that, um, Rip had kind of been grooming her a little bit for that anyway. So, well, and like, nobody's going to question her anyway, because she can kick their ass. And then like, you got guys like Rory who would follow her down another dude's asshole because he thinks she's just peachy keen. Yeah. you're not wrong um there was the nice little bit with uh vixen and ray um yeah vixen and ray get captured by nazis uh oh yeah we're in 1942 so nazis nazis everywhere super they fought nazis so many times though yeah ubermensch nazis in fact uh that's kind of our big bad guy this season he gets some sort of uh i don't know the, the reverse flash gives him some sort of like a superhuman potion or whatever and he turns into a giant uber nazi <laughs> wait super serum yeah isn't that a little bit on the nose it, it's not quite <laughs> super serum because he turns into a monstrous nazi but yeah basically it, he he essentially gives him the mr hyde potion yeah um so that that was kind of a fun little thing that they did too um and it know. was kind of our dose x machina for the uh ending of that episode and saving historian guy's life mm-hmm Anyway, uh, Legends overall was a lot of fun. Like I'm surprised, or not surprised, but I'm 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 happy that uh, Legends has actually I think gotten a little bit better since the end of season one. I think you're probably right. Or I, I at least enjoyed these episodes a little bit better than I think I did the at the ending ish of season one. Um, and I'm excited to see where they go. Like I said, I think it was a real smart move pulling Damian Dark and and uh, the Reverse Flash in there um, because they make I think a little bit more sense. They're a little bit more fantastical characters. Um, well, the Reverse Flash made perfect sense in the Flash, but um, is the Damian name Dark especially Rory being overused? I don't know because that's that's. Um fucking heatwave's name right like that's his real name is rory mm-hmm. and then there was another dude that they kept calling rory in arrow this week do you not remember um yeah but i'm sure you're correct but i don't remember i'm just like really like is everybody's there not named rory? another strange name that you can use plus like the guy who plays rip hunter was rory and doctor who so yeah, i i have a feeling that that's just like one of those like cyclical things like um how everybody's named aiden some variation jaden hayden <laughs> brayden yeah aiden etc um yeah anyway i think that's about the show this week anything we want to add last minute um i just like I'm, I'm just gonna say uh for anybody who thought that glenn was gonna live through negan it, no <laughs> it was never gonna happen he he did not um you know i actually wasn't really positive that they were gonna kill glenn because the the thing about killing glenn is that it had a particular effect and that was to legitimize negan as like a legitimately big gigantic asshole who's totally uh, in charge of them and they could have done that in a lot of different ways i just felt it would have been cheap if they didn't do that with glenn so i'm glad that they did um even if the episode was a little bit of a clusterfuck Oh, All right. Ragman's real name is Rory, by the way. Oh, yeah. Everybody's Rory. Weird. Yeah. All right. So that is the show for this week, everybody. If you liked us, hated us, whatever, please go on to Twitter and tell us about it. We are at whatever we show. Yeah. Or at the brutal one if you want to tweet just me or at Charles E. Smith for just me. Um, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash whatever show. 
You can email us questions at uh, questions at whatevery.co. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, of course, we would love very much and appreciate if you would give us a rating on iTunes and share us with all your friends. Hopefully five stars. Yeah, five stars would be better. I think we like better ratings. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the thing in the podcasting world. Obviously, we're professionals, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know. Whatever. What it's your call. But, yeah, yeah we five stars better. All right, everybody, thank you very much. We will see you next week. Later.